I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? How's it going? It's going pretty good. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was great. It was yeah. tasty. We made lots of food and desserts. Oh, me too. Well, no, we we got a rotisserie chicken, so we didn't make it. <laughs> but <laughs> I, it. I ate Ar- a chicken. You bought it already rotisserie? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We rotisserie ours. Actually, we didn't, it didn't rotate. It just it just roasted, like in a roasting hmm. pan. Very exciting. But yeah, it cool. was good. How was yours? It was good. It was just Dave and I, and we had my uncle over, mm-hmm. my uncle who lives like a couple streets away from Dave and I. Cool. Yeah, so it was fun. It was just the three of us. Cool. Um, did you guys just, were, you guys were just at home? Yeah, we just we just hung out at home, made lots of food. We watched the Charlie Brown uh, Thanksgiving thing, which um, <laughs> one of our <laughs> listeners actually, actually talked to me about... <laughs> How I, I guess I, I guess I talked about how I don't like the Charlie Brown uh, yeah. shows in one episode. I, well, I think we talked about the Halloween one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I concurred that I was not us really into Charlie Brown either. Right. So, so you got, you got told. Well, the kids wanted to watch the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving one. So we agreed because we have it on Blu-ray. I was like, okay, sure. We'll put it on. And I'll tell you what, they loved it. They were over the moon for this show. They were laughing out loud at all of Snoopy and Woodstock's antics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know what? This show is good for kids and they like it. <laughs> and I eat my words. <laughs> well, I mean, you can still not be into it. That's true. But I was into it this time just because the kids were into it. It brought me joy. Aww. So That's such a nice dad thing. Yeah. So I was You're like, okay, dad. so maybe I do like this Charlie Brown thing. But I, I more Aww. like it just because I like to watch the kids watch it, you know? Yeah. That's so sweet. Isn't that nice? That is nice. Did you watch anything Did, on Thanksgiving? Um, <laughs> Planes, trains, automobiles. Actually, Buffy, we watched reruns. N- <laughs> no, that uh, we watched our movie club movie of the week, which was Reservoir Dogs. Oh yes, I watched that the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> so you know, perfect holiday movie. Oh yeah, just a lot of lot of great, uh, you know, heroism and love and family dynamics yes lots of things to be thankful for in reservoir dogs for sure (laughs) thankful that i you know haven't had my ear hacked off that's true it's always good to be thankful for both ears (laughs) so yeah um that's what we watched but we did watch um i think it was either the day after i think it ended up being two days after we put up our fake christmas tree Mm -hmm. or i like to call it our yule tree because mm-hmm. um, I celebrate Yule. We took out all of our string lights and all of them were busted. None of them lit up. Tried them in a bunch of different outlets. And I was like, oh, this every year this happens. Yeah, this happens to me too. It's so frustrating. And I think it's probably because I buy the cheap lights. So right. this year we bought like the LED ones, the ones that say that like even if a bulb is busted, the rest will still work. The expensive yeah, yeah, they were expensive. They were like $30 yeah. See, this is why we buy the cheap lights. Because $30, know, you can't really swing that for lights. Come on. You use them for like I three know. weeks of the year. But if 
I don't ever have to buy lights again or even if I don't have to buy light because I think like on average I'm spending ten dollars yeah so as long as they last me at least three years then we'll be fine make sure your cat doesn't chew through them she it's very funny she has been like looking at the tree <laughs> yeah she's and been she sizing them up she's like meow 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 i'm gonna eat those lights 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 <laughs> i don't think she's really into the lights there's just like some of the ornaments that she's into like any of the ones that look like little plush cat toys <laughs> Those are the ones that she's into. So we usually put those up a little bit higher. And, and this time we caught her maybe twice, like starting to paw at it. Start to bat, um, bat her little mitt at it. Yeah. You know, we either yelled at her or sprayed her with a spray with our little like squirt spray bottle <laughs> that we have of water. <laughs> and and then she stopped. So now every once in a while, like yesterday, I was eating dinner and she just like went and sat in front of it and was like looking up at it. Just thinking about like, it. Like, is it worth, is it worth the, the spray? Do I get the spray bottle? Yeah. <laughs> so, but she hasn't touched it since then. So okay. when we started putting it up, we decided to watch uh, Home Alone. Oh, great movie. I know. Cause I was like, I haven't seen this in a long time. And so I had watched good. the, the movies that made us Netflix thing on it. So yeah. I was like, I kind of want to watch this. Have you put up any decorations? My wife and kids while I was working the other day, I think they were just looking for something to do. So they put up our fake tree because mm-hmm. we opted for the fake tree this year and oh you usually get uh f- like a fresh one sometimes last year we did not you um, go out and murder a tree as a family yeah yeah it's a, it's a great tradition <laughs> um so yeah we did not murder a tree this year or last i looked at it and i was like you know what this is all we need it's a nice size fake tree it's nice and thin small profile yeah i've had mine for i don't know like 10 years or something yeah they never die. And, it's so yeah, weird. They never die. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Anything else to catch up on? Um, yeah, actually. <laughs> oh yeah? Oh wow, what is this? This isn't real. This isn't real. Yeah, ink. it is real. It's a real tattoo. Is it really? Yeah. A hundred percent it's real? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were just joking around. I was okay. So when I when you were like, "Is that really real?" and I was like, "No, it's it's just a it's just like a fake." <laughs> I one. almost said iron on, but that's not correct. Yeah, <laughs> temporary. I think that's yeah, what I temporary said. Yeah. tattoo. I was like, "No, it's just temporary. It, it'll it'll be gone by the time we podcast." And you were like, "Oh, okay." And you, I was like, "Did he really just buy this?" Yeah, I bought it. Like... It was over text. What'd you think? <laughs> <laughs> There's no nuance to text. It's, it's just words. <laughs> it makes me so happy when I can when I can pull get one you. over on me. Yeah, yeah you really like, got me. I really thought it, that rarely happens. Well, at first I saw it. I was like, "Wow, that." is a cool tattoo and i was like it's so intricate how could you think that was temporary well it was also big too like that's a large tattoo i mean your arms are mm-hmm. kind of small but still that's a big yeah. tattoo <laughs> so i was like i was yeah, like i, mean, it, I don't it think they up... make temporary tattoos that size i'm sure they do but i yeah. was like that looks real and then you said no it's fake and i was like oh okay yeah it takes up my whole forearm but i remember you saying something about getting possibly getting a tattoo with a butterfly or something at yeah. one point so i was like oh there is a butterfly on it yeah so it's um a lilac like a little lilac kind of bush thing that's a big lilac Nana, bush it is yeah 
my nana liked lilacs yeah and then there's a butterfly on it because wow. she called me so nice she always called me um an iron butterfly because i was beautiful and strong yeah so are you gonna finish it out and like do like a whole sleeve eventually or is it just gonna be that? no i don't think so yeah I mean, you'll get addicted to it. You'll totally finish that sleep. That's what everybody says, but I don't think so. I think that like even having this, like going from nothing to having this was like, this is a lot. Like I have a real tattoo. It's not like I have like a teeny tiny little butterfly yeah. or symbol hidden somewhere. Like this was a commitment. Did you it have to go hours. back a couple times or just one? No, it was just all in one wow. four hours. Jeez. Yeah. Very cool. So, well, yeah. So I'm that's impressed. what's new. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I always wanted to get a tattoo. I just never could think of what I would want to put permanently on my body. And even the things that I thought would be cool. I have the perfect thing for you. What? Tell me, please. You should you should get the Blu-ray logo. Oh, come on. <laughs> that is the greatest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> As a tramp stamp. <laughs> right on my lower back. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I like where your head's at. <laughs> you know me, you get me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ah, very cool. Congrats yeah, on the ink. Thanks. You're all inked Thank up, you. tatted up. I am. Man, cool. That's I feel I, so uncool now that you're like the I know, tatted up right? podcaster. I feel, I definitely feel a little cooler. I mm. feel like my coolness factor yeah. has gone up a slight bit. All right, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, get, let's get into Buffy. Let's get into Buffy. All right, so this is season one, episode nine, The Puppet Show. Yeah. Original. <laughs> so when I texted you a couple days ago, I was yeah. like, hey, have you watched Buffy yet? Yeah. And you said, well, you sent a gift back. No. And I was like, oh boy, you're in for a real treat. Yeah, this one is something else. This is a wild one. Yeah, I'm excited to talk this one through with yeah, you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I, I hadn't even watched it at that point, but obviously I remember what goes on. So I'm like, oh man, I wonder I wonder how Pat's going to react to this one. Yeah, this, this could be the one that breaks it. <laughs> this is him. a bonkers episode. <laughs> uh, so the original air date was May 5th, 1997. It was written by Rob Deshotel and Dean Batali, directed by Ellen S. Pressman. Your predictions from last episode uh, were that Miss Calendar and Giles won't get together because I just don't want it to happen. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a good prediction, yeah. <laughs> and um, Willow will not have another online boyfriend. Not for a um, while, at least. And you said, as her, I will always meet them in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I said that as her? Yes. Jeez. Yeah, Thank I don't you. remember anything I say in these podcasts, apparently. <laughs> That's why I write them down. <laughs> Even when I'm editing them, I'm like, I, what? When did this happen? Well, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even drinking. All right. So the puppet show. We open backstage at the Sunnydale High Auditorium where a pretty blonde girl is doing stretches in ballet garb. Yeah. And we're kind of looking at her from like a low-ish angle. Not yeah. in like a pervy way, but, you know, just... We're low to okay. the ground. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and, the camera's low. <laughs> and we get a creepy sort of like growling voiceover mm -hmm. that says, I will be whole. I will be new. Yeah. And then we continue moving through backstage where students are practicing various acts. Sure. Yeah. 
And right away, I was like, oh, talent show. That's what this yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. We see a guy rubbing his temple with a dummy on his lap. And then on stage, Cordelia is singing <laughs> Whitney Houston's The Greatest Love of All. Oh, see, If you can call that singing, <laughs> I, which I don't think we can. <laughs> see, I, I didn't know this was an actual song because I don't know music that much. But I was yeah. like, what is this? Because some of the lyrics were like, learning to love yourself. And she's trying to sing. Yeah, so yeah. you've never you've never heard this song? I'm sure I have, but I don't recognize lyrics. Well, and also, I mean, if they're sung terribly, it's probably hard oh, to Oh, yeah, recognize she's very off-key. Yeah. Yeah, and then so Giles. It's... Can I talk about Giles here? Absolutely. Giles. <laughs> Giles is playing the American Idol judge at this point, and he's giving her some notes, and he's like, <laughs> yes. uh, that's, uh, that's quite enough. And uh, He's not giving her notes. He's he's giving oh, her- Oh, he's shutting her the... down. <laughs> he's like, yeah. please stop. He's showing her the light. He's like, get out. So as I watched that, I was like, I wonder if Simon Cowell at this moment in 1997 was watching his TV and is like, ah, I know what I'm doing for my career. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got it. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Uh, oh, that's yeah. quite that's, that's quite enough. That's funny. I never I never put that together. Yeah. But I think you're probably right. I think Simon Cowell took a lot away from, from Very uh, Simon Anthony Cowell. Anthony Stewart head here. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh yeah, so Giles is looking like he'd rather be burning in hell basically and he <sighs> so he cuts off Cordelia. Uh, then we get, you know, Buffy, Willow, and Xander um, enter, and they tease Giles relentlessly about finagling such a primo assignment, as Buffy puts it. Yeah. Giles replies, our new Fuhrer, Mr. Snyder, <laughs> is the one who, you know, um, gave gave him this job. Yeah, new principal. Yeah, and so Willow says, I think they call them principals now. And Buffy says, Giles, unto every generation is born one who must run the annual talent list show. You cannot escape your destiny. And Giles is so pumped to be doing it. <laughs> oh, he's he is not happy. Yeah. So he tries to guilt them into participating or helping, but Buffy says, nah, I think I'll take your traditional role and watch. And then Xander says, and mock. And Willow says, and laugh. Right. So as they go to leave, they come face to face with... Principal Snyder. Mr. Snyder. Who chides them and then reveals that he's been keeping a watchful eye on them. So why? Yeah. Okay. Maybe you're going to say it here. But why why is he chiding them for just hanging out? That's that's not allowed. Can't hang out around the talent show. No, he's chiding them because they were they were mocking the talent show. Oh, okay. So he says something like, um, oh, do you think it's cool to mock, you know, school? activities or something like that that's why he's kind of giving them a hard time he also says that he's been keeping an eye on them Mm -hmm. he's like he's like your afternoon classes are not optional why did you skip them yesterday and then buffy almost blurts out we were fighting a demon i mean she gets like 98 percent of the way there (laughs) yeah she puts her foot in her mouth like always the the classic vampire asbestos (laughs) (laughs) um so you know, Xander kind of tries to come to her aid and then uh, Snyder tells them they need to participate in the talent show. Right. Forces them to be in the talent show. Yep. Mm -hmm. They try to beg their way out, but Snyder says, my predecessor, Mr. Flutie, may have gone in in for all that (laughs) touchy-feely, relating nonsense, but he was eaten. You're in my world now, and Sunnydale has touched (laughs) and felt for the last time. This is so crazy because... Not only are they uh, uh, referencing the hyena attack where Flutie gets eaten, and I think it's just funny to hear 
a principal getting eaten and then you just talk about it like oh he got eaten and right <laughs> it's like yeah. that's a weird thing to <laughs> he was eaten talk about and bring up yeah like in the history mm-hmm. of the school yeah that was that was pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> well and i just love giles's face like he's just like so super smug yeah so then the guy with the dummy uh, who we learn his name is morgan, morgan gets on stage and starts to tell some bad dummy puns and he's a terrible ventriloquist because yeah, uh, we can see yeah. him we can see his his mouth moving yeah um but then sid his dummy starts making fun of morgan and suddenly morgan is really good as a ventriloquist right yeah he turns into the the dummy voice turns into like this sort of, i couldn't place it was like a weird accent almost like a gruff new york accent or something that's that's what i thought too like yeah. a gruff like 20s 30s new york accent right yeah that's that's what i was thinking of it too like the you know the the hardened smoker <laughs> guy who's like always in clubs and like kind of like that <laughs> kind of like that that's like too cool it's more like hey like a taxi driver like hey you come over here kind of like that i think it's somewhere in between us okay yeah i think <laughs> I feel like it was like <laughs> a little sexier those. sounding yeah. than yours <laughs> okay well you know what sexy isn't my flavor okay <laughs> then we cut to the girls locker room where all the crazy shit happens in sunnydale high yeah i feel like they should just never go in that locker room right every time they Um, go in the locker room some there's a body hitting the floor uh the blonde ballerina is in there alone and she hears something she's going back she's looking around trying to find the source um, and we cut again to sort of that like lower position as if we're not in a creepy if, way though. Just not, in a, not, in a perv- <laughs> not like a I didn't pervy. say not in a pervy. <laughs> oh, it is way. creepy. Just not pervy. It's creepy. Yeah. It's okay. Per- I'm just saying like it wasn't like an upskirt situation. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. I, that, <laughs> you know what I, I mean? had no idea that's where you were going with it. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Okay. But it was like as if the position that we're watching from is of someone who is smaller. Small. Much smaller. Small person. Dummy like size. A, like a like a rat oh i thought it was taller than a rat like yeah. a cat cat like height. a cat okay. yeah cat height okay okay so we're at cat height camera <laughs> cat cat cam <laughs> cat cam <laughs> uh it's following the blonde ballerina girl around mm-hmm. and then it jumps and she screams and the creepy voiceover is back and says i will be flash which is very weird thing to say and then the intro music plays so then we come back from the intro we're back at the talent show a magician can't find his hat rabbit Buffy that means Willow he did the trick well <laughs> if he can't find it he really disappeared <laughs> no you're thing. supposed to pull you're supposed to pull it out of the hat oh that's true <laughs> so he didn't do it well <laughs> he yeah. can't find his rabbit <laughs> Uh, so Buffy, Willow, and Xander are trying to practice a dramatic scene, which Willow says is, quote, the easiest way to get through the talent show because it doesn't require an actual talent. <laughs> and Xander starts to protest that they do have talent. Um, mm-hmm. And when he tries to get back up from Buffy, she's like, what am I going to do? Slay vampires on stage? I mean, that would be cool. I would like to see that on That's stage. That's definitely a talent. Not yeah. everyone can do that. Imagine Most if people she can't. dusted somebody on stage. The crowd mm-hmm. would go nuts. Because they yeah. wouldn't know what kind of trickery that that is. Yeah, they'd be like, what yeah. special effects magic is this? Right. They should have went to the blood well, grabbed a vamp, brought him mm-hmm. in like a collar, you know? Yeah. A and collar. then dusted him. <laughs> well, how else are you going to get a vamp up there? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also middle of the day, so they got to blanket him. Oh, or right. Her. Yeah. You got to so... put him in like a duffel bag. Big one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
Then Morgan's dummy whistles at Buffy and Willow in a suggestive way and makes some crude jokes. Yeah. <laughs> he says, once you go wood, nothing's as good. <laughs> Which I was like, what? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? You got something to say about no, that? No, I got nothing to say about that. <laughs> okay. Buffy threatens to turn him into a Duraflame log. <laughs> oh, then, I missed that. I think I was writing down the quote. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, because she says something like, um, <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. She's like, all right, you got to cut it out with the like, you know, horny dummy act or, yeah. or else like he's going to end up as a Duraflame wood or something. <laughs> that's Dur- funny. Duraflame log. <laughs> yeah. I missed that. I was writing my notes. I was, for both shows this week, I was writing on my laptop furiously trying to Mm -hmm. keep up and I had to pause a few times which is really annoying to me because I hate pausing shows yeah I didn't want to miss things but that's one of the things I missed (laughs) yeah that's I I feel like I I'm gonna watch each show twice if I can now because I feel like if I'm trying to watch it and take notes at the same time it's not it's not enjoyable yeah Uh, well it's it's still enjoyable it's just not as enjoyable you can't just let the show wash over you yeah. And yeah. for for me, I don't know if it's the same way for for you or like, you know, reverse for you, but like for me, it's much easier for me to watch Lost cuz I don't have to I don't have to keep track of the plot. Yeah. And like and like what's actually happening, you know, right. scene to scene. Um so for me, Lost is a lot easier. I can just I can just put my laptop and like just type in basically my reactions as they happen is kind of like how I do it. Yeah, that's kind of what I do for Buffy. I mean, I hit certain plot points just so I know where we are in the show, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. Yeah, maybe I should start doing that with Lost because as we know, sometimes my reactions are like, (laughs) I'm like, wait, where was that? (laughs) Yeah, you're like, where are we? It's just like, what the fuck, Sawyer? I'm like, that (laughs) could be at any part. (laughs) That's the whole show for you. I'll punch him right in the face. I hate that guy. I'd stab him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so so yeah maybe i need to uh uh write down some plot points too yeah uh once you go wood nothing's as good <laughs> right <laughs> okay, that's where we, we left off duraflame log yeah <laughs> snyder and giles walk in and snyder further hammers home the point that he is a no-nonsense disciplinarian he says kids today need discipline that's an unpopular word these days discipline I know Principal Flutie would have said, kids need understanding. Kids are human beings. That's the kind of woolly-headed liberal thinking that leads to being eaten. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He keeps talking about how he gets eaten. (laughs) Oh, man. And And then he rattles off the recent tragedies, suicide, missing person, spontaneous cheerleader combustion. He says, you can't put up with that. You've got to keep an eye on the bad element. And, and then, you know, he says, like them, looking pointedly at Buffy, Willow, and Xander. Right. And then he says, kids, I don't I like don't like them. them. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, why are you a principal? Right. Like, <laughs> bad career choice, man. But there's got to be a lot of principals in their careers that just hate kids. Yeah. And he he reminds me, he has a very Mr. Burns look to him. Yeah, good I don't call. Know if that, like Mr. Burns, but a little bit more like ratty, mousy. He actually know. looked very familiar to me, and I couldn't place where he, I might have seen him before. I could have looked him up, but I didn't. Yeah, it's it's Armin Shimmerman. I know I've seen him randomly at other things, but yeah. of course, my experience of him was always Buffy first. So right. I, if, ever, if ever I see him, I'm like, Principal, Principal Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then he says, from now on, you're going to see a very different Sunnydale High, tight ship, clean, orderly, and quiet. 
which of course now we've got a smash cut to a girl screaming. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's in for a, a rude awakening here. This yes. Sunnydale ain't that. That is correct. Girl screaming, and then we see someone being brought into the hallway on a stretcher. Dead body. Yeah. And hey. We got a crime scene. We, we got, got some a crime cops. scene. We yeah. got some cops. They're putting Thank stuff in bags. God, yep. Finally. So in, in Teacher's Pet, which was episode four, mm-hmm. you predicted the police will disappear and we won't see them again for another seven to eight episodes. But here we are five episodes later. I was close. With some coppas. You know what? Let's call that an accurate prediction. I'd say that's, that's close enough. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now you have to extend me the same courtesy about Claire's baby countdown then. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. All right, good. I have that on record. So Giles reports to Buffy, Willow, and Xander. It was Emily who was the the dancer uh, ballerina. Yes, Emily Dancer. Um, Dancer Emily. Emily. That's what you call her? No, that's what they call her. They said, Emily, you know, Dancer. Dancer Emily? Dancer Emily, yeah. And her heart was removed. Yeah. Buffy asks if Giles has any ideas what it was, and Giles starts to say that there are demons who feed on human hearts, but then we cut to a knife being put in a bag. So, you know, they're kind of like, well, a demon probably doesn't need to use a knife. Right, you just um, dig it out with your demon claws. Right, just... Yeah, like... You yeah. Dig it. Yeah. Either either one of those. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Oh, I don't like that last one. That made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, if you're a demon. Oh, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, but that was a good demon sound. Thank but you. don't ever do it again. Okay. Okay. Um, so they, they're basically like, she was ki- probably killed by a human then. Um, Willow says, it could be anyone. It could be me. It's not me, though. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's not me though <laughs> such a such a willow willowism yeah and giles suggests that they interview the talent show compatriots to mm-hmm. see you know if anyone knew anything or saw anything you know saw emily um buffy talks to the tuba player who says that uh she didn't know emily well she said you know there's that whole dancer band rivalry <laughs> but i did speak to her a little that day yesterday mm-hmm. or the day that uh yesterday and i was like dancer band rivalry <laughs> like yeah. she talks about it like it's this common thing yeah there could be i could see that i don't know why wouldn't they want to get along so the dancers could dance to the band songs? you never know all it takes is one bad all it takes is dance one bad egg Song. no egg is the word i was looking for one bad egg i'm never <laughs> i'm never group. giving in i'm never giving in <laughs> never surrender <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you know, um, rivalries yeah, and, come out of nowhere. And then Giles starts to talk to the magician guy who tells Giles, who tells Giles which card he should pick during his card trick. And he's like, no, no, pick this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so this magician guy, not great. Yeah. He's no he David He needs to find a different, yes. Uh, <laughs> he needs to find a different talent, I think. Willow talks to a long haired kind of surfer bro. Mm-hmm. who says Emily was talking to that smart guy, the one with the dummy. Xander has the unfortunate task of talking to Cordelia, who, of mm. course, makes it all about herself. Yeah. She says, it's just such a tragedy for me. Emma was like my best friend. And Xander's like, Emily? Then we cut back to Buffy. The tuba player tells her Morgan is always rubbing his head. Morgan, the one with the dummy. Yeah. The magician guy tells Giles that Morgan seems paranoid. Yeah, and he's always sur- rubbing his head and moaning is what she says. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Which would be yeah. like a description for me. Because you're just so exasperated with the world. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I rub my head and moan <laughs> oh. a lot. Just like, oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> That's pretty so, much me. So, you know, maybe you're Morgan. Yeah, I'm going to pick up ventriloquism as my hobby. Oh, please don't. <laughs> yeah, and then the <laughs> dummy can sit right here on my elbow no. throughout the podcast, and then he no. can chime in every once in a while. No. I'll be like, hey, Pinky. <laughs> no. Hey, nice oh shirt God. there, Pinky. Oh, God, he's going to be <laughs> Sawyer, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's going to he's gonna be a big fan of Sawyer, and we'll talk Lost all week. And then I'll be like, what do you think of the show? He'll be like, oh, no, let me talk to Sammy. I need a cigarette. This is the worst day of my life. <laughs> if that ever happens, I quit. Podcast really? Over. That's how I get out of this podcast? No. I get not when you dummy. say it like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm even going to name him Sawyer. I'll be like, what do you think, Sawyer? Yeah. I'm into it. Where's my cigarettes? You want to buy some sunscreen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want some sunscreen? I'll trade you for it. <laughs> cigarettes with sunscreen yeah uh sounds like a, a prison deal <laughs> um okay where the hell are we okay <laughs> so the magician guy tells giles that morgan seems paranoid and the surfer guy tells willow that he saw him arguing with his dummy Right. Cordelia says, all I can think is it could have been me. And Sandra <laughs> says, we can dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, then we cut to Buffy walking into the auditorium where it does indeed look like Morgan is fighting with his dummy. Um, yeah. So they all kind of compare notes first. And then, then Buffy goes after Morgan. Buffy asks if he noticed anything weird going on with Emily. Morgan said Emily was just dancing while he and Sid were talking is the word that he uses. Buffy is like talking and he's like rehearsing. Morgan holds his hand to his forehead in pain and then sits down. Buffy asks if he's okay. And then Sid, the dummy, is the one that yells at her. He's like, ah, leave him alone. Something like that. Yeah. Buffy kind of asks Sid to talk to Morgan. Like he's like, she's like, can I just talk to Morgan alone? Yeah. Um, and then Sid speaks for her, for him again, is kind of like, he answered your question. Morgan puts him in his box and just kind of rushes off out of the auditorium. Oh, this is the best part of the scene though. Right as he shuts the box, the mm -hmm. camera does a quick cut close up of Sid, the dummy's face. And he's mm -hmm. looking like at Buffy as she closes the box. I thought that was a great cut. And they do that a couple times throughout the episode. Yeah. Creepy. I think I just tried to tune those things out because I'm I'm with Buffy on this that dummies are creepy. Don't have a story to go with it either, but <laughs> <laughs> like Buffy. You're, you're not on Team Willow where she thinks they're cute? No, I'm, I'm Team Buffy on this yeah. one. I don't know if Willow still thinks they're cute after this episode. Probably not. So we cut to the library. Buffy, Willow, Xander are walking in and Xander says, next time we split up, someone else is on Cordy detail. Five yeah. more minutes with her and we would have had another organ donor. <laughs> um, then they put their facts together. Oh, this is when they, sorry. This is when they put their facts together and realize that, you know, everyone that they talk to sort of is pointing at Morgan. Right. It's coming up um, dummy. Coming up dummy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they argue about what to do next. Giles says, you know, he can't really research much because of the talent show that he's running. Buffy and Xander protest. You know, Xander says, we can't do the talent show. It's unthinkable. I'm not able to think it. <laughs> Basically, they're like, we shouldn't be doing the talent show. Yeah. A woman has been murdered. Yeah, they can't do that. But 
He says, Giles says Snyder is watching them all carefully and, you know, he can make their lives miserable. So the show must go on. (laughs) He suggests that Buffy keep an eye on Morgan and check his locker for clues or a heart. Um, So Buffy busts open Morgan's locker. Snyder catches her saying he knows something's going on with her and he'll figure it out sooner or later. And then she smashes the locker with her hand. Yeah. So she she busts um, it through yeah the, the lock metal. yeah 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 she's just like two to the left three to the right da, 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 right and then she's just just busted on through so does she she I know ain't got time to try to figure out the lock the combination look she's gonna I know use she's her strong. brute strength she's very strong but mm-hmm. does she have like supernatural strength as the slayer mm-hmm. she does okay yes so yeah. this isn't just like girl power strength this is like super yeah this isn't this isn't just like i have adrenaline because my child is stuck under a car or i have a lot of strength because i work out five hours a day pumping iron right this is superhuman strength okay so this is she has special powers in a way yeah giles pretty much says that in the first episode Mm. you know you're the the one one girl in all the world with the strength and skill gotcha to fight fight the evil spread of their something Okay. So so she has superhuman strength. And then, so Buffy checks the dummy case, mm-hmm. but Sid is not in it. And then we see Morgan uh, with Sid, the dummy, peeking out from a door across the hall. <laughs> yeah. Then Morgan and Sid are arguing on stage again. Sid is trying to convince Morgan to do something he doesn't want to do. He, uh, Sid says, she's the one. You saw Wait. what she did. What? We have to go back. She talks... Okay. With Snyder at the locker. We yeah. didn't talk about that. Well, I said that he came up and said that. So one, one, one of the things he says, though, is he talks about what he doesn't uh, tolerate on oh, his yeah. watch. He doesn't yeah. tolerate loitering. He doesn't tolerate murder and yep. smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Zero tolerance yeah, those, for murder. Those three things, yeah. Can't murder, <laughs> can't loiter, can't smoke. Do you, but if you want to do drugs, deal drugs on campus, it's fine as long as you it's not smoking it. drugs. Yeah. So, okay. you know, we can slide under the radar that way. I suppose. Violence that doesn't lead to murder, also okay. by Just some maiming? By those standards. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of, you know, some light maiming, perhaps. Yeah. That that falls in the tolerance category. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Yep. So we cut to Morgan and Sid arguing. Sid says, she's the one. You saw what she did, how strong she is. She's the last. Just this one more and I'll be free. Yeah. Then we cut to Buffy and her mom talking at home. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy begs her mom not to attend the talent show. Don't come. Yeah. She's like, please do not come. <laughs> yeah. Then Buffy turns off her light to go to sleep. And, and what do we see? Sid is in the window. <sighs> and she's on the second floor. Yeah, that's a great, great jump scare. I love it when they do that in this oh, show. Normally, I, I don't like jump scares in movies, but in this show, it's completely fine because they're tame enough. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not like so out of the blue. And it's yeah. not like, I feel, I feel like the new movie, It, I'm sure you didn't see that. Oh, no, I saw It. Oh, okay. Not great. chapter two. Wait, what do you mean? Wait, <laughs> what do you mean? I sh- you're sure I... What? You don't think I can handle scary movies? Not that scary. <gasps> what do you mean? I don't I know. I, don't, I really don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> do you like those movies? Do you like horror no. films? No, I don't like horror films. Okay, so there we go. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just like being offended. 
Well, I like being terrified, so that's I why I like horror films. I know. We've talked about this before. Okay, good. Dude, no, I like... To, try I to like... make me feel bad. <laughs> trying to mess me up. <laughs> that's what I do. But I like horror films, but I have to be in a specific mood to watch them. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like we both are very bad at fully pronouncing horror horror and i just think we need to be very careful about making sure we say we like horror films because otherwise it might sound like something else <laughs> this podcast is really making us investigate our pronunciations isn't it <laughs> yes. like i'm a big fan of horror films horror yeah that's what i said okay good okay but yeah what i'm trying to say is in it i feel like there's a lot thrown in to make you really jump oh, which big granted jumps. i yeah. did a Huge lot. Jumps, I, yeah. I saw the first one. I saw both actually in theaters with my dad because nobody else would see them with me. <laughs> um, but my dad likes some horror films, mm -hmm. horror films. Right. And um, yeah, I remember the first one. I think it's the part where he comes out of the TV. I forget if it was that or another part. There's one where he comes out of like the piano or something that really got me. Yeah. But my dad and I both jumped like my dad was holding the popcorn and it was like just a perfect like he was like whoa just a popcorn went flying <laughs> yeah <laughs> so funny yeah. um but yeah so this show is like it's weaved in a little bit more yeah. they're uh, tamer they're not so in your face yeah they're tamer but they're also a little bit more storyline it's you know it's not like it's just thrown in there to make you jump right it's not um, for the scare yeah so yeah that was whew. and and it and immediately of course cuts to a commercial break so yeah you gotta you gotta sit with that for a couple of minutes if you're watching it live i forced my wife to watch these episodes again with me so yeah. she is not she does not like horror movies whatsoever and she oh. <laughs> throughout this episode she was saying like why do people watch things like that i'm like this isn't even <laughs> that scary and she's like yes it is like she was terrified <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> poor amy i know yeah i i mean i know a lot of people who feel the same way i i i think because one of my um so my mom's mom my grandma um not my nana the one who likes lilacs but my other grandma mm -hmm. she always loved horror films and <laughs> like i was i would watch them with her when i was very young <laughs> um most way people too don't young to be watching get them. to have the pleasure to watch horror films with their grandma who loves horror films <laughs> yeah but i did <laughs> this is a very uncommon occurrence <laughs> well you know it's that's my that's my that's your raison d'etre <laughs> yeah <laughs> just so it makes every, you who you are every just part one of, of my the life <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i mean like i i remember her watching um what is it sleep sleepwalkers yeah, I'd never seen that one, but I know the movie. It's fucked up. Isn't that a That's Stephen a, King thing? Yeah, and yeah. that was something that I should not have been watching very young. No. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. I can handle a lot horror-wise. <laughs> but, yeah. but there are things that creep me out. Like, like I can watch a whole episode of, like, a dummy, you know, whatever, and be fine, but I'm, it's creepy. I'm not yeah. going to, like, sit there and be super uncomfortable and be, like oh my God, I can't watch this. I'm going to have nightmares, but I'm just like, this isn't, you know. Uh, so is it, after you watch out. something Maybe really scary like that, mm -hmm. is it um, is it nightmares that get you or is it like the time before you go to sleep where you're just thinking about it and it's like, is, oh, there, it's, is yeah, there a it's dummy bad. in my closet that's going to get me? Yeah, but not, for me, it wouldn't be the dummy in my closet thing. For yeah. me, it's more things that I can find more plausible. Yeah, like the murderer like, who just happen to stumble upon your door exactly yeah or 
uh, I think or that's... ghosts, because I do think. Oh right, ghosts. Yeah. Um, but if it's like an alien thing, or yeah, like a dummy, like I never got into Chucky. Um, no, but, me neither. You know, that's not something that creeps me out. Poltergeist, like that movie, freaks me out. Yeah, that's a scary one. That's a good one. The the movies that I that terrify me the most are. Yeah, like the ones that are a little bit more realistic, like The Strangers. Oh, that one. Um, that one was else. that was yeah. probably the most the great m- movie most scared I've ever been. Wow. Yeah. Um. That and then Nightmare on Elm Street because h- how are you gonna? Oh, you can't go. To what sleep. are you gonna do when you're dreaming? Right. You know. Whew. So yeah, those are the ones that get me. Right. What about you? What gets you? Uh, mm. Besides everything, apparently. <laughs> Wait. What? <laughs> Except for dummies. What? Like, I don't like clowns either, but they're not necessarily going to keep me up at night. Like, watching it isn't going to terrify me. Yeah. It did when I was little, when I watched the original, when I was like eight years old. I had very recently moved out of my older sister's room because we had been sharing a room yeah. for a good while. I remember sleeping on, on her floor for a couple of days after that. <laughs> yeah. I remember the the one movie that really got me the first time I watched it was The Sixth Sense when that first oh, came yeah. out. Ghosts, because... again. And I talk about this with my friend Joe all the time is, yeah, it's, it, and it's also the reveal scare. Yeah. So mm-hmm. after, after watching that movie, I remember he and I both had the same sort of fear, which is like when you took a shower and then you get mm-hmm. out of the shower, you open the curtain and you think there's yeah. going to be somebody standing there or something. Oh God. That's what yeah. freaks me out. Yes. <laughs> it's the reveal. Oh, didn't, didn't you and I talk about, um, uh, what lies beneath? Yes, great movie. Because I remember being like, that's like the one time I really like Harrison Ford, <laughs> which I know is blasphemy to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, it but... is blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I think it's just the only time to me that he's not the same that he's in in every movie. <laughs> he's yeah. kind of a little bit, but... Yeah. Um, he might not yeah. have a ton of range, but that range that he's in is fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. Best range. Well, I think that I get yeah, off I my love, plane. Love. Air Force One. He's the president. Fantastic. Indiana oh. Jones. Give me my whip. It's great too. Han Solo. Get off my ship. Same, but it's great. Wow, it's pretty much yeah, exactly yeah. the same. That must be fun. He's a great actor. Mm. Is he or is he just the American insane? treasure? Okay. All right. Yeah. We, you know, we won't, we won't argue that. But anyway, I feel the same way. What lies beneath? Like it was the, the idea of like turning around and, or going in the bathroom and like dead body there. Yeah. I remember when so, her eyes changed in that movie. Oh, uh, and oh, and I so can't, good. well, I can't take a bath after watching that. Like I need, I need a little yeah. space between watching that movie and taking a bath. That movie made bathtubs a little scary. Taking your yeah. tubby. <laughs> made it a little scary yeah (laughs) you just gotta make sure you have one of the one of the tubs that has like uh, a drain that's easier to get to with your toesies yeah with your toesies buffy goes to sleep we see sid in the window we come back from the break we hear scampering in buffy's room skittering skittering i call it skittering in my notes skittering scamp a little scamping scampering (laughs) (laughs) scampering is like a little louder like Thump, 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 right skittering is like like see like i would say small. i would say this was scampering okay skittering was like if it was a mouse mm, okay all okay, right there's some skitter scamper there's happening. some skittering and some scampering a little bit of ha- some halfway of between okay um skimpering no not that these are uh, sk- <laughs> sk- 
was gonna say like never mind <laughs> just go ahead <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna mix up like <laughs> skittering with semantics Sk- skid ma- skitter it doesn't work let's just go work. yeah All let's right. move on <laughs> so uh buffy comes close to seeing sid because it kind of jumps jumps out at her yeah uh, she screams, she gets out of bed and her mom comes to the rescue, turning mm-hmm. on the light. They can't find anything. Her mom says she shouldn't go to sleep with the window open. And Buffy says, I didn't. I didn't. But again, she's on the second floor. Like, yeah. I don't know if we've forgotten that in this episode and she's not supposed to be on the second floor, but she's definitely on the second floor. What do you mean she's not supposed to be on the second floor? Obviously, we've seen in the past yeah. Um. When we've seen her bedroom, that she's on the second floor because, right. like, Angel busted out of her window. Right. Um. And another time, Buffy went out the window onto like the roof. Like we see that it's not just ground. Right. So I'm just saying, like, I don't know if like this episode forgot that she was on the second floor and put her on the first floor or something. But Why, be- I guess because Sid got in. Well, because Sid got in. Yeah, Sid, and Sid climbed up the thing. He's a little dummy. He's a little acrobatic dummy. Yeah. He totally just climbed up the side, like the gutter. The gutter yeah. is like a big old tree to a little dummy. So mm. he's just, you know, he climbed right up that thing. He skittered right up it. Clamored. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like the fact that Buffy's mom was like, don't have your window open. Although I guess you, sh- you still shouldn't have it open. Like well, at least yeah. have a screen down. Well, you don't know what kind of, you know, animals could get in. A squirrel yeah. could get or in. Or people putting up a ladder getting right. into the window people there's a lot of things that you're I'm, now i'm gonna bugs. have a hard time sleeping tonight okay <laughs> <laughs> well actually all of our windows are closed because it's no it's december happy yeah. december pat happy december <laughs> <laughs> buffy we assume goes back to sleep because at, then we just cut to the auditorium a magician the magician still sucks so does cordelia cordelia tries to get some notes from giles but he shuts her up by pausing and just looking at her and saying your hair. Your hair. And then Cordy's like, oh my God, what? And then she runs <laughs> off. She and, then, <laughs> and Giles is like, Santa was right. Worked like a charm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I love that moment. Yep. Buffy tells Giles, Willow, and Xander she thinks that Sid was in her room alone, not like not with Morgan and alive on like on, on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, they wonder if she had a nightmare. Giles says that he found a possible demon culprit, a brotherhood of seven demons who take the form of young humans. Every seven years, these demons need human organs, brain and a heart to maintain their humanity. Otherwise, yeah. they revert back to their original form, which is slightly less appealing. And he mm. shows them a photo of a yucky demon. Giles observes Morgan seems to be getting weaker every day. Buffy keeps an eye on him in class where he brings his dummy. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> he's allowed fuck? to just have a dummy in class? <laughs> yeah, that was weird to me. <laughs> yeah, It's not like I could bring my teddy bear and sit it down on my lap in class. I mean, you might be able to. It depends on your teacher, I guess. Some, or if some it's teachers show and tell might be okay day. with it. You right, know? but in high school, is there show and tell day? No, I don't think so. It wasn't no. in my school. Mm-mm. Um, Mine <laughs> so yeah, that was just really weird. So Buffy's keeping an eye on him, and then Sid. Uh, so <laughs> um, Morgan is like writing notes or something, like yeah. paying attention to class. But then Sid seems to turn his head on his own yeah. to look at Buffy. Cordelia makes a snarky comment about you know how. The dummy is into Buffy. Oh, the dummy likes you at least. Something like yeah, that. Something yeah, something like that. 
Um, Buffy keeps an eye. Oh, I already said that. Da, 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 da. Sorry, looking at my notes. Um, the teacher takes Sid away and puts him in her closet where he says, I'm still watching I'm you. I'm still watching you. And Morgan looks nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, when he goes at the end of class to get Sid back, the teacher and asks him. the audio him, was definitely coming from the cupboard. Like, it's kind of muffled and echoey. Like, it wasn't right. coming from Morgan. So, either he's really good at throwing his voice. <laughs> really good, yeah. Throwing really, it into really a cupboard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, thank you for pointing that out. Or he's got a Bluetooth, like, microphone. I don't think they had Bluetooth back then, Pat. They didn't even have DSL. Good point. <laughs> so he does not have a Bluetooth headset <laughs> or microphone. Right. The teacher asks him if everything's okay, and he starts kind of like grabbing at his head nervously. Um, right, rubbing your head and moaning as you do. Well, he wasn't moaning. He was okay. like kind of grabbing his hair in like a madman sort of fashion. Like just, yeah, you know. like I do that too. Yeah, when you're stressed. Yeah. Um, she opens the cabinet and Sid is gone. He gone. We cut to Xander holding Sid in the library. <laughs> this is probably my favorite scene. Uh, yeah, I think it's mine too. <laughs> um, he got it from the teacher's closet. Oh no, mine actually comes a little bit later. Um, yeah, so I didn't go into super detail here, so maybe I'll I'll let you take it away with what happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Xander tries his best at being a ventriloquist. And he's messing and manipulating Sid mm-hmm. <laughs> and t- making all sorts of funny voices. And then it just keeps going for a while, too. Yeah. And then at the end, he basically just becomes unhinged. is like, red rum, red rum. <laughs> Which, by the way, was ad-libbed. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I think they really did just That's why let it's so Nicholas good, Brendan it go. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't written. It was uh, completely authentic. Yeah. And yeah. he like bangs Sid on the table oh, yes. and is like, I'm a dummy. You know, <laughs> I I'm love that. inanimate. <laughs> I love that part too because we already know that the dummy is, you know, self aware and pretty scary and trying to murder people. And like, yeah. this is just fuel for the fire for this crazy dummy. It's like, yeah. oh man, it's just winding this thing up. <laughs> well, not for the fire because Sid doesn't want to be a Duraflame log. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah and yeah so the red rum thing was was ad-libbed and that is of course a reference to shining the shining yeah more stephen king Mm -hmm. buffy takes off to meet with morgan so she's like you know basically now that xander has sid she's like great i can finally talk to morgan alone giles and willow hit the books to do more research on organ harvesting demons Buffy looks for Morgan backstage and runs into Snyder, who says, you know, with everything that's been going on recently, I'm not sure how safe it is for a girl like you, uh, like yourself, to be here alone. And Buffy says, well, I was just leaving and I know how to take care of myself. She gives him a little bit of attitude, finally. You know? In this scene, did you see in the background when she's going through the backstage area in the dark, did you see on the wall there was like a demon picture? Oh, I think I missed that. Yeah, it was like in the background, there was like a picture of a demon on the wall in the backstage area. And I was like, oh, look, there's a demon back there. Oh, I feel yeah. like I have to go back and watch that. Yeah, now. you should go check it out. Was it, how would you describe the demon? It looked a lot like the demon from the iRobot Eugene. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so the typical child drawing of a yeah. demon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That kind of demon. Not the robot um, one. 
now that I've seen this show so many times, I'm starting to notice more and more things in the background. Clearly not that. But when they were first showing the stage, I think right at the beginning of the episode, and they were building out um, like the signage, it says Sunny D instead Ah. of like it's Sunnydale wasn't fully built out. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, oh, interesting. Sunny D. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's how they got in the product placement. that Sunny D money. Willow finds more information on magical toys. She says from she reads from a book on rare occasions, inanimate objects of human quality, such as dolls and mannequins already already mystically possessed of consciousness, have acted upon their desire to become human by harvesting Mm. organs. So it's like macabre Pinocchio situation going on here. Yeah. Remember that one episode of lore with the there was like a it wasn't a dummy, but as a doll. There's oh. like a doll that like lived with a boy or something. Yes. And like they I swear do the mom that. swear like they could hear the doll talking in the other room and stuff and then she'd come yeah. in and she couldn't hear it anymore. And then like I it almost tried that. killing her or something. Yeah, yeah. That was like a true story. Fucking dolls, man. Dolls. Creepy like, dolls. Like my mom had like a glass cabinet of dolls and then like my sister had some for a while. I was not into that shit. Dolls are creepy. (laughs) Not into it. Not into it. Yeah. (laughs) Just no thank you. So then uh, Xander, who's also in the library, he had like put Sid down on a on sort of like a studying table. Um, He put him on a chair. Yeah. Uh, He he gets up to get a book. And so he looks away um, and Sid disappears. Yeah. He like it's the old the old trick where he obscures the doll in the background yes from the camera and, and then, then when he moves he moves the doll's gone yeah sid the dummy is gone yep um then he's you know xander goes sits back down looks into his book and starts like writing something he looks over sid is gone he jumps up on the table <laughs> yeah. and yells in panic and um he's like sid's gone he's gone yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then willow giles, giles like throw yeah. their giles like throws his books and they start to panic like yeah. it's a mouse loose in right. the library <laughs> my wife said why are they acting like the floor is lava and i said because the dummy's on the loose <laughs> yeah i mean i just remember i don't know what kind of you know haven of a school that you went to but mine was a dump and there were always rats yeah <laughs> so i definitely remember times where where like someone would be like rat and we'd all be like ah, and, like jump on our chairs <laughs> really there's rats in your school like just running oh god about? yeah yeah oh, wow we had rats yeah. in our house growing up but because oh, we I'm... lived we lived along uh, along a river in oh, vermont oh, so we had uh-huh. these gigantic river rats in our house <gasps> yeah it's a yeah, <laughs> yeah i'd much rather have rats in my school than my house so there's a story that that we like to tell in our family where one christmas we were all singing christmas carols in one room and my dad was in the other room shoot, <laughs> shooting rats with a shotgun <laughs> It's like it's like rocking around the Christmas bang. That image gives me so much joy. Growing up in Vermont, what's up? Hard knock life. Yeah, these are like cat-sized rats too. They're big ones. Oh, that is terrifying. You didn't. He didn't just. Think that maybe be a good idea to get a cat? Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> no, we did have a cat. I think. Oh, cat That's was another just story useless. Or another the day. rats were bigger than the cat. 
Yeah, probably. They probably outsized him. Oh, God. Yeah. That is awful, mm-hmm. <laughs> but also hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then uh, Buffy is still looking for Morgan backstage because F. Snyder. Uh, and she finds him dead, brainless. Mm, yeah. And then a chandelier falls on her. Yeah, she gets chandeliered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be crushed by the chandelier, by the chandelier. Is that a rendition of something? Oh, you just made it up. It's a great song. I love it. <laughs> it's a rendition of something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can just go ahead and cut that, please. <laughs> it's Chandelier by Sia. Oh, see, I don't know songs. And I can't sing that anyway. But oh, I okay. at least, unlike Cordelia, know that I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot either. So Buffy comes to, she's trapped by the chandelier, kind of like struggling to get out of it. Um, yeah. And Sid, the dummy, is trying to stab her. Yeah, with so it shows up stabbing. Yeah, and that yeah. knife looks a lot like the one that was taken from the Emily crime scene. Yeah. Uh, she finally gets out and pins him down. They both accuse each other of harvesting organs and trying to become human. And then they're both like, wait, what? So then we cut to Sid explaining to Buffy, Willow, Xander, and Giles in the library. He says, I really want to try to do a voice, but I feel yeah, like go I'm ahead. not going to do it. Go ahead. Give it a shot. No, now I'm messed up. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm all kerfluffled. Um, <laughs> he said, and now I feel like I'm just going to do, do the, the Godfather. Godfather. <laughs> yeah, the, you were about the, to drop into it. Uh, all right. He just said, this is what I do. Why you not give me coffee? <laughs> why you never give me coffee? <laughs> this is what I do. I hunt demons. Yeah, you wouldn't know to look at me. Let's just say there was me. There was a really mean demon. Yeah. And there was a curse. And the next thing I know, I'm not me anymore. (laughs) I can't can't keep it going. (laughs) He says... Give yourself a sore throat. (laughs) Yeah. He says, I'm sitting on some guy's knee with his hand up my shirt. Yeah. Boy, Pat, if I had a nickel for every time that happened to <laughs> what? me. What? Come on. <laughs> Give me a break here. <laughs> oh, jeez. I just, I don't know why that came to me as I was typing <laughs> <Yeah>. that down. <laughs> I was like typing it out and I'm like, mm, this, is, Unbelievable. this is a fun joke moment. <laughs> yeah. Willow says, and ever since then, you've been a living dummy? And Sid yeah. confesses that he thought Buffy was the demon because she's strong, athletic, limber, and then he gets pervy again. Yeah, slender, nubile. Nubile. And then he just kind of floats off for a second. He goes, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, his like, eyes roll back. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says now that the demon has the heart and the brain, he gets the demon will get to keep the human form he's in for another seven years, just like Giles had read in that book. This whole part, I was like yelling. I was like, what? Like, what the, what? He's a, the dummy's a demon hunter? Like, really? We're This is where we're going with the storyline? What? Yeah, that, this is where I knew you were going to be like, fuck this. <laughs> if ever there were a moment for you to bail on this podcast, no. I'd be like, this would have been it. No, because no. part of me respects it for being so outlandish and ridiculous that it <laughs> makes it more fun. Nobody suspects the dummy's the demon hunter. Right. Yeah, I like it when you... <laughs> I like it when you surprise me, even when it's a completely stupid backwards surprise. 
uh, but you still surprise me nonetheless. So I'll give it yeah. to you. Fine. So basically, if you couldn't understand by my amazing uh, Sid slash uh, Don Corleone voice, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So Sid was trapped in in the body of um, a dummy, and so he had been a demon hunter, and then he was cursed and trapped in this so he wasn't always it's not like he was pinocchio and then he became a demon hunter (laughs) right so why was he trying to kill buffy though he thought that she he thought she was the demon so he's killed he said there were seven of them he's killed six of them so why did he think buffy was the demon he thought buffy was the demon because she was so strong okay all right yeah how did Um, he see how strong she was because he fought her no before that yeah, he he's been keeping an eye on her. He's been keeping a dummy eye on her. Well, and he saw. Remember, he saw her punch in the locker. Oh, crush the locker. Okay, yeah, it's and, all coming to light here. Right after that is the scene where where he and Morgan are talking, and he's like, "Did you didn't you see what she did? How strong she is?" Yeah. Um. So that's that's what really convinced him. Okay. All right. Makes sense now. Yeah. So he says that if he, you know, he's killed six out of the seven. If he can get the last one. The curse will be lifted and he'll be free. Yeah. Um, so they figure if they can see, you know, now that the um, the demon is human or gets to keep his human form again, if they he's probably he or she is probably buggered off. So if they can figure out who's missing from the talent show, they'll know who the demon is and then can go after them. So Giles gets backstage where Cordelia is freaking out and he tells her to imagine everyone in their underwear. And they're both like, uh, she's like, even Mrs. Whatever. And then yeah, he's Jackson. like, oh, never, never, never mind. Buffy and this is where Buffy and Sid are talking in the rafters. Oh, okay. And Sid admits that when he's free, like free to him is, is dead, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So he talks about a slayer in the 30s as a hot, muscly Korean chick. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is the reboot show that could be sold to Netflix. Okay. The this 30s is the re- one? Yeah. It's, it takes place in the 30s. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a vampire slayer show, mm-hmm. but it's in the 30s, so it has like a cool aesthetic, right? Throwback, yeah. you know? Yeah. And we have a hot, muscly Korean chick as the main protagonist slayer. Yeah. That show would sell... And it would be amazing. Well, as we know, there is some sort of reboot in progress. Oh, right. Um, we talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it on episode one. But it's one. not in the 30s. Well, we don't really know. I That's would true. assume based on what the showrunner said, it sounds to me like it's like present day and it's likely going to be a black slayer. Right. Yeah. I want the 30s. Maybe you should Maybe you should write to Joss, our, our buddy Joss. I should write... Uh, uh, what a do you pilot, call those things? A script and send it to them? Yeah. Uh, what do they call it? On spec? Yeah. A spec script? Yeah. And send it to Joss and be like, sign me up. Also check out this podcast. Well, if you get to meet him, you better bring your friend Sammy along because you're not going to be able to know what to talk to him about. How mad would you be if I met Joss Whedon and then I didn't tell you? I would be... That would be the end of our friendship. <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> yes. Because as you know... There was a moment where I was supposed to actually meet Joss Whedon. Yes. And destiny intervened. Yeah. So. Yeah. Dreams dashed. Dreams dashed. But, you know, (laughs) as they say, sometimes you shouldn't meet your heroes. So I got to meet some other cool people. That's true. During that, Mm -hmm. which 
some cool people who made who I mm-hmm. found even cooler after meeting them. But yes, that's yeah. always the best. So you, you know, cool. things happen for a reason, as as we say. As we say, as many people say. <laughs> many people say. Anyway, uh, da 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 da. Yes, yeah, so he's talking about the Slayer he met. Giles forms the Power Circle, you know, to kind of like hur- hurrah right before getting on stage, right before the talent show starts. Um, yep. And so Buffy and Sid sitting up in the rafters can look down and see everyone there. And they, they're like, okay, no one, no one was missing. Giles goes backstage and sort of sees Snyder like in the shadows. It's kind of a weird, like they're both like looking at each other from opposite ends of, I don't know. The stage. The stage or something. Yeah. Um, sort of a weird scene. Um, and then Buffy is looking around for Sid, but then finds a brain instead. Yeah, it just like drops in her hands or something. Yeah, it like falls yeah. into her hands. Yeah. And then uh, we cut to her saying, I am never going to stop washing my hands in the library. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, Buffy, Willow, and Xander discover Morgan had a lot of absences. So Willow hacks the school nurse file because so basically they're like, okay, the demon, I guess, rejected the brain. Why did they do that? So they're looking into Morgan. Willow hacks into the school nurse files. um, And they're like, where's Sid? Yeah, they're looking around for Sid. Yeah, and Xander makes a reference to Kaiser Soze. Yes. Um, yeah, because he's like, does anyone else feel like we just got Kaiser Soze'd? Like, yeah. <laughs> we, he, this guy told us that he was hunting the demon, but now he's gone. Right. And yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah, so that is, that is of course, a reference to The Usual Suspects, yep. which was our first movie club movie. Was it really? Yes. I remember specifically because you guys started movie club without me. Oh. And then told me about it. Yeah. And I had to watch that oh, one. Oh, I don't remember that. So long ago. Mm, so yeah. hard to remember. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to hold your head and moan? Oh, my head hurts. Uh, <laughs> Got to move on to a different subject. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. I'll never forget, but I'll forgive you. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, they, ha- they hack into the school nurse file and school nurses files to find out that morgan had brain cancer so the demon rejected his brain and is looking for the smartest person around this is just a ridiculous turd just so they're like did you say a ridiculous turd (laughs) yeah ridiculous turd (laughs) of a turn in the uh plot here (laughs) because they're like how do we make one of us in danger oh right brain we gotta reject the other brain go for a smart brain okay now we're in danger (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess but also i mean the whole the whole episode morgan has been holding his his head and moaning and having pain and becoming weaker because he was becoming weaker and that's why they thought it was morgan because as giles said like if these demons go without getting the brain and the heart they become weaker and then they turn into their their demon selves yeah so well you really study these shows see i don't uh, put yeah. i don't put these constellations together whatsoever but you do so i'm glad you're here <laughs> thank you <laughs> so nice of you to say <laughs> also anytime you're trying to like 
you know, even slightly call my show a turd as you just did, <laughs> I, did I gotta defend it. Turd. I said turn. <laughs> I heard turd. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're like, now the demon is gonna be looking for the smartest person around, and they're like, that could be Willow. You know, basically the assumption that it's Willow. Yeah. Then we cut to Giles backstage helping the magician guy with his guillotine. And I'm like, (laughs) why is this kid allowed to build a fucking guillotine in school? Where is Snyder on this one? (laughs) You know where my brain was during this episode or during this part of the episode is like. It's not on a guillotine. Well, it actually was on a guillotine because I was like, if I was friends with a magician, say he was the best magician. Okay. Say he's David Blaine. Yeah, no, not not this crackpot magician right. guy. And he's like, put your head in a guillotine. Don't worry, it's completely safe. I won't cut your head open. Yeah. But there's a real blade up there, and watch. I'm going to demonstrate on a watermelon. Now put your head in it. It was a I don't honeydew know if, melon, I believe. I don't know if any amount of money, even yeah. under the likes of a master magician like David Blaine, <laughs> would get me to lay into that guillotine. Yeah, this was a, this is sort of a dumb move by the smartest man we know. Right. Yeah. Okay. But he also doesn't, you know, he's like, I don't know, Snyder's telling me to help. Like, this guy's not going to try to kill me, right? Yeah. A little naive here, Giles. Yeah, so he, he asked Giles to help him, saying, and again, it's not like Giles isn't questioning it. He's like, so what's the secret? Like, how how is this working then? Yeah. And the guy says, you know, a good magician never reveals his secrets. Well, this motherfucker's not a good magician. So no, like, he's not. Why would he's he a terrible ever magician. go? Yeah. He's, yeah. Okay. As he says that, we see that he's got some kind of weird skin situation going on. He's got a little bit of a rash. Maybe. Maybe. But he covers it up. Some eczema. Pulls, he pulls his sleeve down. Buffy, Willow, and Xander put together that it might actually be Giles, who is currently being fitted in the guillotine. Hmm. Buffy knocks him, we learn the magician's name is Mark, out, and reels from his gross skin. She's like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just in time for Xander to save Giles from having his head sliced open. Yeah, Xander has a hero moment. Yeah. Way to go, Xander. But nobody really takes notice of it. It just happens. I know. If I was Xander, I'd be like, did anybody see that? I want this to be marked that in time history. Yeah. When I punched a guy and I last saved episode, head. and now I saved Giles' head. Yeah. The Watcher's head. No big deal. No big deal. It's not like we need his brain, right? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you on that. But I think it was just so chaotic because Buffy is fighting this demon. Um, then they're trying to get actually get Giles out of the guillotine because he's like strapped in um Mm -hmm. and then sid shows up to stabby stab the demon Mm -hmm. they then they get him in the guillotine and slice off his head i wrote down he's the amphiba demon like an amphibian yeah because he's like kind of green and like lizard like yeah amphiba demon Mm, okay not bad not bad okay not bad not great but not bad okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he says sid says when he jumps on his back and starts stabbing he says i found you <laughs> <laughs> i found you pork and beans pork and beans i found you after i smelled you <laughs> um and then he says that he needs to stab the demon's heart yeah. and then all this will be over mm-hmm. and then he does and then uh, kills over <laughs> Yeah, the dummy passes out, and and Buffy cradles him in her yeah. arms. 
Yeah, and then the curtains, the curtains open up, and there's a full audience, full packed house. Yeah, packed house. Willow's holding an axe. <laughs> Buffy is holding Sid, and we've got the demon's head sliced off. <laughs> yeah, on the stage, and Snyder from the audience says, "I don't get it." What is it? Avant-garde. Avant-garde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then boom, end credits. Yeah. Now, did you watch the end credits? No, I did not. You didn't? For what? For what? Why? Why? What's in the end credits? So you don't, you don't, you didn't see the scene. What scene? There's a scene? There's a post-credit scene? <gasps> okay. I knew you wouldn't have. So I no. actually, ha- I actually have the, um, I have the link right here. Okay. Because I had a feeling you wouldn't have watched it. Yeah. Bear me the link. Beer, I'm gonna beer you the link. Yeah, because you gotta watch this. Okay. You gotta look at it. Gerarg. <laughs> yeah, see, so you gotta watch it all the way to the Gerarg. Yeah, so this is Buffy, Willow, and Xander doing their talent show performance, which is a scene from Oedipus Rex. The scene, the part in that where Willow just sort of runs off stage, <laughs> yeah. um, is also ad libbed. <laughs> So yeah, Allison Hannigan just ran off stage. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I like I love so much when actors who are clearly good actors like pretend to be bad at acting in yeah. the sh- like that. I don't know why that always just always makes it. me. Yeah, that always makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, me too. That is the puppet show. Wild episode. Wild ride. Wild episode. That is a crazy one. Uh, It is actually the lowest rated episode of the entire series in terms of in terms of viewership. Oh, Um, so not necessarily like on IMDb, but I was gonna say I like this one more than the robot one. Yeah. Yeah. I. I like the horror movie vibes that this thing had, and Sid was such a creep. And Morgan was kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. It was all a good time. Yeah. Well, and again, that's like Joss Whedon's forte. Like, or not, maybe not necessarily his forte at this point, because he wasn't, you know, he was still sort of untested, or he was still sort of new as as being a creator. That was certainly what he loved the most. Like, he Mm. loves the horror genre. So I think bringing that into this show sometimes, um, we definitely definitely get that so yeah definitely has a horror vibe a little bit of a chucky vibe but yeah this episode pulled in an audience of 1.7 million households which still seems like a lot to me but apparently that was the lowest of yeah the i think entire back series. in the day i yeah. think because everybody was watching tv that's all they did at night right <laughs> nobody had the internet oh well, they did but not really yeah so I mean, we saw they weren't going the for content was. yeah any any more thoughts about buffy Nope. You ready to move on to Lost? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's move on to Lost. So Lost Season 1, Episode 9. This one is titled Solitary, and it was written by David Fury and directed by Greg Yetanez. The episode aired originally on November 17th, 2004. Yeah, so my predictions from last episode were my Claire baby countdown mm-hmm. was that it wasn't going to be this episode, but next episode. Okay. And I had said that I think we were going to get Saeed's backstory next. And? But I also said that I didn't think that we were going to find out who hit him. And you got both of those right. The show opens with Saeed. He's on the beach and he's by himself because remember last episode he sort of went on his own walkabout. 
because mm-hmm. he was all upset about the torturing and he felt like he'd let the group down. So he, he left the group and he started to do some soul exp- searching, some exploring, you know, mm-hmm. uh, some soul exploring. So he is looking at a picture of a girl um, that we've seen before in a previous episode mm-hmm. and he's sitting on the beach and then he just sees like a rope in the sand. So he yeah. gets up and he sort of grabs it and follows the rope and it leads into the jungle. And it's not, it looked, it looked like rubber to me. Yeah. At first I thought it was a, I, saw, I thought it was a feather at first. I started writing my notes. Saeed finds a feather and I'm like, nope, that's not right. It's a rope. <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. Yeah. But it looks, it almost looks like, um, like if you were to have some kind of chain or, uh or wiring and then like the rubber casing kind of that goes around it that's that's like what it looked like to me yeah which it could be because who knows you know yeah it it looks like it was leading down into the water so it could be something yeah it wasn't like your normal rope wasn't like a lobster trap or something right well could be yeah maybe he didn't go into the water he went the other way so that's true so and then we cut to Sawyer and Jack on the beach and Jack's patching him up for, because remember in last episode, Sawyer got, what did he get? A knife? A knife? Was it a knife in his arm? Yeah. Something happened. He started yeah. bleeding real bad. Yeah. Like in his, it was like in a vein or something. Yeah. Like his artery or something. Yeah. yeah. He says, nobody wants you here. And Sawyer basically says like, she does, meaning Kate. Oh yeah. So Jack says, I'm, I'm here because no one else wants anything to do with you. Right. Yeah, yep. and Sawyer says she does. And then Jack goes, change your own bandages. Right, he which doesn't I was like, like that. I was like, fuck yeah, Jack, finally. <laughs> <laughs> like, get a little backbone. <laughs> yeah. Kate interacts with Sawyer and she expresses, or no, I think she talks with Jack and she says that she's not happy about him and Saeed torturing Sawyer, basically. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Saeed in the jungle and that's where he finds a trip wire, but mm-hmm. he steps over it carefully he still gets strung up by some sort of trap device and he starts swinging from a rope in a tree. Yeah. So he was, he's caught. Saeed got caught. He got caught. And he I like, caught. I, I wrote down who's setting all these traps and why, <laughs> like, are they, they trying to catch the dino demon? Dinosaur. Yeah. Dinosaur. Yeah. So then we get the lost title and then we. My favorite part. Cut back to Saeed. He's still hanging, but now it's nighttime and he's still sort of awake, but not really. He's kind of passing out. Mm-hmm. and then someone with a knife cuts him down, and that's when he passes out. So he doesn't get hit over the head this time. He just sort of passes out from the exhaustion of hanging upside down all day. Right. That'll that'll do it, I suppose. Jack has helped some new guy, some random guy that we've never seen before <laughs> Yeah. with his hives. He's talking him through it, and he's like, they're just hives, okay? It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. And I'll <laughs> tell you out, what, man. I've had hives before. It is no laughing matter. It is the worst thing ever. Yeah, well, you would be this guy. I would totally be this guy. <laughs> this guy is you. <laughs> Jack would be like, there are monsters out here and bigger things, bigger fish I'm to clear. fry. I'm clear. I'm doing everybody's chats. <laughs> and you're like, I got chat. hives and I'm I got like, these I other got things. Hives. I want to play uh, golf. <laughs> yeah, that would be me. Yeah, I'm, I'm some combination of Claire and Sun, and I would just come by and like slap you with some aloe. <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> need like... something for my hives because I would definitely have them here. <laughs> so Jax uh, helps him a little bit, and then Hurley arrives and talks to Jack, 
And uh, that's when Jack starts talking about the hypochondriac guy, which is me. And then (laughs) Hurley's saying at some point, he says, that's my point, man. We're all fried. You know, have you taken a look at everyone? You know, they're all tense. We just need something to do. Jack's all business, of course. You know, he's the doc. He's like, we're surviving, Hurley. (sighs) That's my main thing here. You know, things could be worse. And Hurley's like, how? (laughs) (laughs) which is a great moment because I feel like this is the conversation that everybody's been having in quarantine. It's like (laughs) things could be a lot worse. And everyone's like, what? How? How can they be worse? I mean, they certainly can. Because like, yeah, the thing like what I was thinking is that, you know, like, yeah, everybody is bored, but they're also, you know, it's like they are, they, they kind of both have a point. Like Jack, to Jack's point, like they are just pretty much trying to survive. Yeah. But at the same time, they don't have anything going on other than like trying to make sure they have the basics of water and shelter and food. And there's like really nothing else to do if you aren't contributing to one of those things. But they're also like on this gorgeous island, which yeah. is like, you know, that's a n- nice place to be. Right. It's, you know, you would go there for a vacation and call it paradise. Right. But when you're stranded on it yeah. without cable TV. You right. Know, probably without not all as your fun. Thi- yeah. What are you, what are you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do? Read some books, I guess. Build right. some forts. I'd be building some forts all day yeah. long. I love building forts. So Saeed wakes up and someone is asking him, where's Alex? And then he gets zapped. And they're asking in a lot of different languages. Oh, true. Yeah. And one of the languages I recognize was French. Mm-hmm. And then we get a flashback to Saeed questioning someone who is tied to a chair. And he's talking about, uh, he's like, your Shiite friends already implicated you in the bombing. And he wants a confession. Then we cut back to the jungle and we see a new character here, Ethan, who is played by the actor William Mapother. And then I wrote down, who the F is Ethan? (laughs) Who's this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Ethan, he's just a very short scene. He's hanging out with Locke. Right. They're like they're like hunting buddies or something. Mm-hmm. The character is played by William Mapother, who is the younger cousin of Tom Cruise. Oh. And Tom so... Cruise actually grew up with the last name Mapother. OK. Maybe that's I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. where I know it from because it, the last name definitely sounded familiar. Thomas Cruise Mapother the fourth was his name. But then he just went to Tom Cruise. He's the best. He's awesome. I hate him. So. <laughs> Uh, we get the new character and Walt. Tom Cruise, more like Tom Poos, am I right? We will have none of that. We will have none of that on this podcast, young lady. More like Tom Snooze, am I right? Nope. Nope. Most exciting movies ever came out. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Okay, good. I broke you down. Um, so Walt approaches Mr. Locke and he wants to hunt. He wants to hunt at night with Locke and Michael's not having that. He's like get away from that man Walt. <laughs> i don't know what he says <laughs> get exactly. away from that man <laughs> um, stranger danger <laughs> yeah stranger danger yeah i'm i'm starting to get a little bit well we'll get it we'll, okay. we'll talk we'll talk about this because we get some more of that okay so hurley opens a backpack and then we don't see what's in it but we hear some clinking around and he just goes whoa dude <laughs> Then uh, cut back to Saeed. Saeed tells the woman who's questioning him about the plane crash and the transmission. Or no, he tells her about the plane crash and the transmission of the French woman. And then the woman emerges from the darkness while she's speaking French. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, she doesn't quite believe him. And then she punches him out. So there you go. He gets punched out again. <laughs> I knew it happened this episode somewhere. And I think this, I feel like this is, this is maybe the point. I, again, my notes are very. <laughs> Your notes are all over the place. <laughs> well, they're not all over the place. I know they're sequential. I just yeah. don't have a story. A strong tie into Sawyer needs a fist in his face. Uh, I don't know where that is. Uh, nope. Don't have any notes on Sawyer okay. <laughs> for this one. Other He's than a the, small part the of this first, episode. Yeah. Other than that first part. But no, I, I think this is the part where she's kind of like standing over him. Standing mm-hmm. over Saeed. And it felt very... It felt very misery to me. Like I was oh, like, is this, yeah. I was like, is this Stephen bitch? King again? Yeah, I was like, yeah, she gonna boy. hobble, Saeed? <laughs> like I was like, oh, <laughs> that I'm is so a terrifying scene. And I, Poor one of the Brody. things I I wrote down is like I, that I'm surprised. I'm surprised we discovered her so early on. Like I just mm-hmm. felt like I I thought that the whole French transmission thing was gonna be dragged on for like a couple of seasons. Oh, I never okay. made a prediction about that. Maybe I should have, but... Yeah, you thought it was going to be a mystery for a while. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they've already solved it. Episode there nine. There you go. Found out who it is. So this is where we find out her name is Russo. Mm-hmm. Saeed sees the name Russo, and he basically says Russo, and she's like, how do you know my name? Classic. Um, it's on classic. a bag right here, lady. Yeah, it's right there. See? <laughs> Come on. Big letters. Yeah. <laughs> She tells him that the broadcast is coming from somewhere else, but they control it now. And he's like, who is they? And she Mm. says, others like you. And then uh, Russo looks at the photo of Nadia. And then we flash back to Iraq. And same picture of Nadia. Saeed needs to interrogate her, but she knows him from childhood. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they chat and catch up. It's a nice time. A little chatty chat. <laughs> yeah. A little chat, you know. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember pushing you down in the mud. <laughs> right. She, like, had a crush on him or something, you know. Yeah. That's what kids do. Yeah. Um, classic. He tells, <laughs> classic. <laughs> he tells her she's a traitor to her country, and he threatens her and tells, she tells him about her previous interrogations and shows him, like, some scars and stuff. And she's like, go on, do your work. I'm not going to tell tell you anything. Mm-hmm. And then Saeed says, I'm going to hurt you. And is that the part, too, where he says, if you are innocent, I'm sorry? I think it was right after that, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, wow. Because she, t- she details, yeah, you, you really fly through some of this stuff. I feel like I get way more detailed with Buffy. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I got to play some catch up to keep these episodes. Last one was over two hours. I think we're cooking on three for this one. Oh, boy. Um, She's like, my my feet were like the skin on my feet was like burned off and and all this stuff. And like her her hands were like stabbed through or something or they were also burned like in the middle of them. They drilled through her hands, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, And so he's like, if you are innocent, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, even if she's not innocent. That hey, is he's got to keep up. up professional appearances here, you know? Yeah, I know, yeah. but uh, just... Part of the job, I guess. torture stuff is not... Yeah, torture is no fun. It's not good. Yeah. So on that. we cut back to Russo and Saeed, and they hang out. And she wants to know more about Nadia, but he mm-hmm. asks about Alex. And we cut to Hurley, and uh, he's busy doing something. But he doesn't tell anyone. He's just all excited. He's just mm-hmm. like, hee, 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 giggling, yeah. you know, running around, grabbing stuff. Which is like something I would do. <laughs> You'd be all excited. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm, making, chats. I'm <laughs> making chats. <laughs> making chats. Who wants their uh, sign read? <laughs> Who wants some cocoa butter bomb? <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> uh, so anyways, Saeed and Russo talk and Saeed tells her about the 40 others and he left them because of something he did and he's not proud of it. And Nadia is dead because of him is what he says. Mm-hmm. And Russo rubs his face nicely and apologizes to him. So she's sort of back and forth. She's swinging back yeah, and forth, you know. Uh, she's she's interesting. Yeah, she's a, she's sort of a little moody. This one, this mm-hmm. Danielle Russo. So then we cut to Michael. He, he drew an amazing plan for some piping for showers or something, and totally mm-hmm. blows Jack out of the water. He's like, he's like, whoa, you drew this? And he's like, yeah, you know, I used to be an artist or something, and. Then he got into construction, so that's cool. Yeah, he was basically creating aqueducts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some cool plans, you know, get this get this island cave, you know, fixed up. Mm-hmm. So Hurley, we find out, was yeah, working on- Yeah, because that's something I didn't think about, the fact that, because he's basically like, yeah, I want to do this so that we can keep the, wa- the like, drinking water separate from, like, the shower right. water, which I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. If they're showering like in the waterfall that's mm-hmm. coming down and then drinking the water, you know, ooh, they're drinking everybody's filth. Yeah, filth water. So oh, didn't think you. about that. Thanks, Michael. Smart. So Hurley, we find out, made a golf course. And yes. they where he actually builds the golf course, this has to be where they filmed Jurassic Park. Am I right? Mm, this maybe? looks exactly I... where the Gallimimus flock this way. What? The Gallimimus. Where he's like, they're uh, they're they're flocking this way, and then all the big flock of seagulls, dinos, come gallivanting. Is that at the very beginning when they're in the? It's not in the, the jeep beginning. outside. It's like in the middle. It's like after Doctor Grant and the two kids, mm-hmm. they're separated, right? So they're trying to get back to the Jurassic Park Welcome Center, and they're out in the middle of this big field, and it's daytime. Mm-hmm. And it looks just like this field. And then there's a huge flock of Gallimimus, like sort of like chicken yeah, you can birds. S- okay. Yeah. I was like, you can say Gallimimus all you want, but I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Gallimimus, <laughs> Sammy. Come nope, on. Can't don't. you picture it in your brain? Gallimimus, Gallimimus, no. Gallimimus. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they're these like, they kind of look like raptors, but they have like a skinnier face, I think. Okay. And then they're all flocking together. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then... They jump over like this log and they hide behind this log as they jump over them. And then the T-Rex oh, comes out and then bites them. Okay. It's a great yes, scene. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I think this scene is from. And I didn't look into it, but I'm sticking by it that it's most likely the same location. Well, maybe you should look into that. I should, look in, I should do some homework on this <laughs> you know, podcast every once in a while. Maybe come a little bit prepared like I do, Pat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I watch um, the shows, okay? <laughs> uh, I also thought that it looked like the same scene or the same location where when uh, Charlie, Kate, and Jack were initially walking through to go find the the cockpit. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. When Charlie's like, you all, everybody. Right. You're right. It does look like that. I think it's It's probably the same location. Yeah. Yeah. After the golf scene, we cut to Russo. She's freaking out and she uh, injects Saeed with something. Mm -hmm. That's pretty scary. Yeah. She didn't hobble him, but she stuck him with a needle. That's no fun. Yeah. Well, and he also offers to fix. She has a 
uh, music, music box, box. Yeah. that he offers to fix for her. Right. And she's like, you would do that? And then, she, yeah. And then like shortly after that, she drugs him. Yeah. And so I wrote down carriers of disease because she says like the others were, were carriers. They right. were carriers. And so I wrote down like of disease, like what what were they carriers of? Right. I said the others. And then I was like, is this like the Nicole Kidman movie? <laughs> where others. like she well i don't want to i don't want to ruin it for anyone who yeah no spoilers the others, for the others that's a great one but 20 year old movie listen both of the <laughs> how how old is buffy <laughs> that's true so yeah. yeah so i just was like i need a little more information about that yeah danielle and yeah she reveals at some point that her name is danielle back to the golf course hurley and jack play golf and then the hypochondriac guy aka me shows up <laughs> Pat and Bowen. he wants to play. He's like, uh, can I, are you guys playing golf? And they're like, uh, yeah. And he's like, can I play? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because at first he's like, what? You're playing golf? Like, it almost sounds like he's going to yell at them. Like, how could you be doing this trivial right, thing? You're a doctor. Like, you you're, should be on the clock. <laughs> you're not helping me with my shingles. No, it's right. not shingles. No, he's got hives. Hives. You're not helping hives. me with my hives. Yeah. But it's a serious medical condition, okay? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had it. So I, oh, I'm not trying worst. to judge it. I'm not trying to it's judge it. I'm just saying that's what this guy, this you. guy is like, he shows up and that's sort of where we think he's going to go. But then he's like, oh, can I play? Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's not helpful when people say it's all stress. So just chill out. And it's like, okay, yeah, you know what? You chill out. So you wouldn't want me to run at you with like slap you with some aloe and then give you some lavender tea. I mean, that sounds kind of nice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so again, I'm the witch doctor. Jack you can are be the, witch the, doctor. the surgeon, the whatever forensics doctor, the every kind of doctor apparently under the sun. But he ain't mm-hmm. no witch doctor. Yeah, not yet, at least. There's still time, though. He hasn't unveiled all his tricks yet. Yeah. Well, son's the one whipping out the uh, the aloe, and right. she was the one who made the aloe and eucalyptus balm for right. what's her face. For Shannon. Shannon. Yep. So Saeed and Danielle are hanging out, and uh, he starts fixing her music box for her. And he asks about how she got on the island, and she says she was part of a science team on a vessel when a storm happened and the ship wrecked. Yeah, so she drugged him to move him. She said that was the easiest way to move him. That makes sense. Just feel like you should mention that. (laughs) Yeah, I think I missed that. (laughs) But... Thanks for clearing that up. You're welcome. Um, He asks her about the distress signal, and she says, we were coming back from the Black Rock, and it was them. They were the carriers, the others. Okay, so this is when she talks about the carriers. Oh, that's when she says that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So here I was like, carriers of what? Yeah. Who are the others? Is this a Nicole Kidman movie? (laughs) She says she hasn't seen them, but she hears them. The others, they whisper. Uh, Flashback. To Saeed and Nadia, and Saeed is trying to get Nadia to say something so he can just spare her. He's like, "Look, I can, I think I can convince them, you know, to, you know, be, be nice with you and let you go or something. Like, just say this and this, give them a little bit of information, and then let's just move on." Like he's trying to save her, mm-hmm. and she's like, "No, I can't do that." Uh, cut back to the beach. Shannon and Boone are on the beach, and Shannon sunbathing. And they're all talking about Jack golfing. It's like a rumor on the beach. Like, did you hear Jack, the yeah. doctor? He's <laughs> golfing. We're like, what? Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I bet he's so out of breath if he's running from <laughs> hole to hole. <laughs> Sawyer talks with Kate and she tells him uh, to make more of an effort. She's like, one outcast to another. 
make a little effort, will you? Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, little yeah, because he's comment. like, I'm not going to the golf course. Right. I'm just gonna sit here and be a grumpy grump. Well, he's gonna be old stick in the mud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saeed fixes Daniel's music box, and she's so happy. And he keeps the little baby screwdriver. He Smart. asks to leave, but she refuses. And then there's a roar outside, like a big old bear roar or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russo says, if we're lucky, it's one of the bears. And Saeed is like, if we're lucky? He's like, right. well, what if it's a monster? It could be a monster. And she says, there's no such thing as monsters. <laughs> right. Flashback to Saeed, who's ordered to kill Nadia. and So this was another cool sound bridge moment. Okay. Um, because there's like a gunshot from the Saeed, like Danielle, I think, shoots her gun. She runs out with a gun, yeah. Yeah, and so there's like a gunshot, and then it bridges over to Saeed's flashback of like doors slamming shut slamming, or something. Yeah. So that was kind of a... Now I'm like recognizing these things. Yeah, you're picking up on the technicals of this. Yeah. yeah. He's ordered to kill Nadia at this point, so he gives her a hood and like throws it on the floor and tells her to put it on. We cut back. Saeed picks his handcuffs and escapes from Russo's little hut there, her little cage hut. Now we're on the golf course. Everybody watches Jack golf, like everybody's there. And Charlie tries helping uh, Hurley's form really mm-hmm. quick. And yeah. Hurley's like, dude, Hurley's get like, away from get, me. Well, get off me. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, before this is when Walt is like. This is like right, right after that. Walt, yeah, Walt talks to Michael and he sort of. Does he want to play? Is that no? Well, Michael's like, oh yeah, you can play. Like just you know, get in and and it, it's it's kind of. I feel like it's kind of a moment where like maybe he could do a little bit more convincing, and Wall would say yes. But then yeah. they're like, oh, Michael, you're up, and then he's just like, okay, it's my turn, and I'm like, right, my let turn. your kid go. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then Wall is just kind of like, eh, and we sort of see him like turn around. He and, wanders and off. wander off, and and yeah. so I wrote here like. Michael needs to pay more attention to Walt or like he's going to get into some shit. And I know he's like, apparently he's, a, you know, new to parenting. Yeah. Um, but he's figuring it out. Yeah. But he is not, he's not, he's failing a lot at this, yeah. I think. Yeah. So Walt wanders off and then in the jungle, Saeed gets the drop on Danielle because she's sort of walking around with her gun. And then Saeed also has a gun and mm-hmm. then there's a standoff between them two. They, they, basically are in the jungle pointing the gun at each other flashback to saeed trying to get nadia to escape she asks him to come with her and he says he can't because basically he's like you go out that door and you run 40 yards or something and then you get into a truck or something like that like he has a plan worked out so she can run away what do you mean three hours we're only two hours recording i know i'm just i'm you know i like to uh exaggerate (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Too fast for you? I'm blazing, man. Well, I know. It's just I feel like I get I do I do so much more detail in Buffy. I don't know. Yeah. If... Well, you're the detail queen. Yeah. I don't queen know. Is of that details. A bad thing? I mean, well, no. you would like me to rush more, but I I feel like I feel like there are times when I try to rush through things, and then you jump in, and you're like, oh well, wait a minute, this thing <laughs> happened. True. And this is a- I slow so, you down even yeah, more. Yeah, so then I'm like, all right, well, I'm not gonna rush it. Well, then. you gotta you gotta jump in and slow me down more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do. I have been now this episode. Yeah. See. So yeah. Okay. That's why it works. Out. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're cool. Good. All right. Glad we going. covered that. <laughs> All right, hurry up. Come on. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> All over the place. Okay, so, yeah, so he is, uh, Saeed 
tells Nadia to escape, and she asks him to come with her. He can't because he said that they would kill his family, which yeah. is very scary. Yeah. His commander shows up out of nowhere, sees what's going on, and he's like, what? And then Saeed shoots his commander. Mm-hmm. And then there's some some dialogue between Saeed and Nadia, and she wants him to come. She's like, you can come now. Like, you have to come now. And he's like, no, I will shoot myself in the leg. So he shoots himself in the leg and gives her the gun and is like, you stole my gun. <laughs> it's a, yeah, so he's it's like, wild ruse. Yeah. yeah, he's like, you stole my gun. You shot, you know, my officer- um and then you shot me and then you yeah. took off and like that's right. the story because that way Saeed doesn't get in trouble or he he's not worried about himself he's worried like you said he's worried about his family but he cares about Nadia so he wants her to escape for sure yes. he does want to kill her I mean right. that would be that'd be heartbreaking too yeah that happens and then back in the jungle <laughs> back to the stand standoff what are you laughing at <laughs> so that happens <laughs> so that happens that's a big deal uh Whew. Saeed's Saeed tries to shoot Rousseau and mm-hmm. the gun just clicks. Just click and doesn't work. And then she says that the firing pin has been removed. And then she says, Robert didn't know either. And then <gasps> and then they say something like, Saeed says something like, you killed them all. And she like agrees that she killed them all or something. Yeah. There's some yeah. kind of exchange. Yeah. Maybe you should know this. You know, hey, maybe you should know. You watched it too. (laughs) But it's not my show. Between the two of us, we should know, right? All right. I'm going to, I think this is an important thing that we should hit on. So I'm going to actually look up the script. Okay. So, yeah. So she says, fire and pin's been removed. Da da da. Robert didn't notice it was missing either when I shot him. Mm -hmm. And Saeed says, You, but you loved him. And Rousseau says, He was sick. Saeed Mm -hmm. says, Sick. And she says, it took them one after the other. I had no choice. They were already lost. You killed them, Saeed says. She said, what would have happened if we were rescued? It would have spread. I couldn't let that happen. I won't. Yeah. So she did kill them all, but they had yeah. some sort of sickness. Some or sort some, of sickness. They were carriers of something. Or she thinks that. It could be she all in her head. She thought that. It could be, yeah, because yeah. she doesn't seem, you know, she seems she's, a little. She's um, maybe like, you know, one, something out there. One, one, fi- one firing, box. one firing pin short of a f- working rifle weapon. Yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I think that works. <laughs> uh, Two cards short of a full deck. Yeah, so that was important to look up. So thanks for looking that up. And then she says, <laughs> she basically. Uh, Hold on. <laughs> Let me catch up here. Oh, Jesus. Okay. You need me to go back <laughs> to, to the Hold script? on. No, no, no. Okay. So after they talk about that, she, sa- she says something like she wants to keep Saeed around, you know, to talk and to touch. To touch? You need- yeah. Because she- she- he's like, I got to get back. I got to get back. And right. she's like, you don't know what it's like to not have anyone around. To talk to? To talk to. To touch? To touch. Yeah. Yeah, she sort of looks him up and down. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, yeah. Saeed tells her at this point what's on the back of the I photograph. I'm for much. I'm just looking for some touch. So he looks, uh, <laughs> he tells her what's on the back of the photograph. I think that's the lyrics. And then he, uh, he hopes Nadia is still alive, which is funny because he told her that she was dead. Yeah. But now he's like, oh, I hope she's still alive. So yeah. that was a little misdirect there. Yeah. Saying. This disarms Danielle in a way. And she asks her, she asks him 
He no, he asked her, sorry. He <laughs> asked her to come with him back to the group mm-hmm. on the beach. And she tells Saeed to watch his friends closely. Yeah. And then she tells him that Alex was her child. Oh, yeah. So Saeed tells her in in this moment before she, you know, um, before he tries to get her to come back with him. He says, you'll find me in the next life, if not this one. That's the writing on the back of Nadia's photo. Um, And that, you know, Nadia is the one who wrote it because we see we actually see her write it. Charlie is going for a par on the course, and he misses, mm-hmm. and everyone's having a good time. They're all golfing it up, having yep. a grand old time. And then Sawyer shows up, and he's like, I bet against the dock. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kate takes that action, and so does Boone. So now it's like, oh, Sawyer's one of us now. We're all having a good time. <laughs> Sawyer, remember that guy? He's so fun. He's so fun, remember? So then Locke, we cut to Locke, and he's throwing his knife, one of his 400 knives, at a Mm -hmm. tree, as Locke does. And then Walt shows up. He wants to know how to throw knives, and Locke lets him hold the knife. And then we cut to Saeed. But he also asks, does your father know you're here? Oh, that's true. Yeah. So at least he asks that. That's true. But you know what? Not a bad skill to have. You got to know how to throw a knife, yeah. especially on the island. Yeah, in that when jungle. When you're marooned on an island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't help against a... Never mind, I can't say that. It's a spoiler. Doesn't help against a polar bear. Almost leaky bucketed, but <gasps> I didn't. Wow. Yep. It doesn't help against a dinosaur. That's what you were going to say. You'll never know. Oh, well, no, eventually. Then we cut to Saeed, who's limping through a windy jungle. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the light is fading, like it's the end of the day. Lots of whispery noises all around him. And then the, the subtitles, because I watch shows with subtitles on, it says, eerie hissing. So should you be watching things with subtitles? Yeah, why not? Is that going to give stuff away, though? I mean, when we watched Buffy that one episode, I found out the guy's name was Borba. Yeah, I looked it up afterwards. It's Andrew Borba. So his last name is Borba. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. But I find it funny that... <laughs> I find it funny that all they showed in the subtitles was Borba. Borba, because that makes him sound like a monster. Yeah. So after the eerie hissing is the lost title. Boom. So yeah, I felt like a lot happened in that episode. Yeah, that's you rushed through it and I made you stop a lot because <laughs> you missed some of it. <laughs> I feel like some of the dialogue you missed. Yeah, dialogue's not my strong point. Well, but that's what's funny because when I skip over dialogue and Buffy to rush it along, <laughs> I make you, go back. you make me go back. Yeah. <laughs> and like with Buffy, just the dialogue is so great that it's, it is kind of hard to skip over some of it because a lot of it's well, just like, so it's just fun. Well, there's so much dialogue. And yeah. yeah, there's a lot of dialogue. That's the thing. I, I think that's that's why it sometimes takes a little bit longer to get through the Buffy episodes because there is so much dialogue. And I feel like yeah. there's a, there's just a lot more that happens because they are telling a full a complete story within every episode yeah um even if it's you know even if it's a part of a master episode it's still some kind of complete you know even if it's part of the big bad it's still the big bad one complete story within the episode whereas i feel like that doesn't that doesn't really happen with lost yeah. they're usually not complete stories there's a lot of short ends that we don't get yeah, and I think that's what um, I think that's what bugs me the most about this show is too many that cliffhangers. <laughs> it's not even so much that it's too many cliffhangers. I feel like we're just not. I feel like we're not given enough information, but neither are 
the characters in the show. So it's right. not it's not like a situation where the characters are finding things out, but we just don't know them yet as the audience. Yeah. Like I, Saeed should have been asking so many more questions. This is this is to the Russo? only yeah. This is the I mean only he asked a lot. He was kind of firing a bunch of them. And yeah, also she's but, very unstable. So he well, can't I guess. Yeah, he's gotta kind of deal with her mood. But like when she's <laughs> yeah. like they were the carriers, the you know, the others, like he, I, I would have been like, carriers of what? What were they carrying? You know, like that's fucking important, I feel like. And then when she's like, yeah. there's no such thing as monsters and walk, you know, is like walking out with the shotgun. I'm like, okay, then what are you going to shoot? Like, I have follow-up questions. Don't go out of the hatch yet. Well, also she's like, if we're lucky, it's the bears. If we're not lucky, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's just like, if we're lucky, like I would be like, then what is it if we're not lucky? Because like, what if this is the only time that he sees her? I'm right. I'm like I gotta. You have get all the questions. A lot of qu- and Saeed, I can understand if not all of the other characters are like that, but Saeed is an interrogator. It's his job to question. It's his job to question. <laughs> right, but the tables have been turned on him. He is being interrogated by Rousseau here. Right, but once he's like freed, you know, he fixes her music box music and everything. Box, like. Yeah. Now she's trusting him like that's where he's got to get a little bit more information. And I don't feel like he's doing a good job of that. Yeah. And maybe he feels guilty about the interrogation like and that's why he's not. But no, this is fucking important, man. Like this is the woman who's been stuck here for over 16 years. She's at this point the only person who knows a lot like she's the you know, she's going to be the source of of all information about this island. I mean, like, I know he steals some maps and stuff of hers, but, you know, it's not like he stole a diary. Like, if she was keeping a diary and had, like, 20 diaries or something laying around that was, like, day one on this island, blah, blah, blah. Need a man's (laughs) touch. Also, somebody to talk to would be nice. Well, it's probably more like day 300 on this island or something like that. True. <laughs> I don't I assume she didn't kill Robert right away. <laughs> but maybe who <laughs> now knows. Now we're here, bang. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's like, "This is what I was waiting for." Finally, my chance. Robert, so annoying. <sighs> Always hogging the remote. <laughs> it happens with the transmission initially where they're like not asking enough questions about it. And so I just even if he doesn't yeah. get answers, the questions need to be asked. Mm-hmm. So like even if even if she's like, you don't need to know what they were carrying, you know, or like you'll find out or like just loses her mind and doesn't answer the question, he's he's got to yeah. at least ask it. And Wouldn't so, she be afraid though of like getting hobbled or more uh, strange injections? I mean- like, No more questions, girl with pink hair. <laughs> I'd be like, listen, boo, I speak a little French. <laughs> you know? Boo. <laughs> I'd be like start giving her pet names listen foo-foo can I call you that Ruru <laughs> Danny Ruru <laughs> this just bugs me this really yeah. bugs me because I just not enough questions are being asked okay well this might not be the last time we see Rousseau might well get more that feels like a big later. spoiler alert <laughs> I said like... may, might she's still on the island she didn't okay. die she's still there okay Okay. okay. Well, That's I not a spoiler. I did say I don't think this is the last time we're going to see her. But see, you saying that? I said might. I said maybe. Yeah. Maybe but, it's the last time we see her. Who knows? Okay. You don't know. But the way you said, like, if I had been like, well, 
you know, maybe Angel doesn't like to go out in the daylight. You said this (laughs) (laughs) verbatim. No, I didn't. (laughs) Pretty sure. I did not ruin the fact that Angel was a vampire for you. I never hinted towards that. No, you didn't. That was a surprise. Yeah. Good job. I, you have no idea how hard it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it's, I know. it happens so early I know you on. as a leaky bucket. You are 100% leaky bucket, so. Yeah. Cool. So that was Lost. Yeah. We talk about favorite moments at this point. Yeah. Good for you, Pat. So I'm looking at my outline. Yeah. Right, See this? I'm getting the hang of it. Episode nine. What, getting there. Uh, what's your favorite moment of Buffy? Favorite moment of Buffy is when <laughs> Xander <laughs> ventriloquists uh, Sid and does the red <laughs> rum thing and bangs him on the on the table. That was hilarious. Well, my favorite moment is very shortly after that mm-hmm. when he loses Sid and then jumps on the table. <laughs> that was really funny too. <laughs> and he's just like, Sid's gone. Sid's gone. Yeah, Sid's gone. <laughs> He's on the table. Yeah. And Giles and Willow freak out. Where? Where? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Willow freaks out. Giles throws some books and papers. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that. And then I also do really love Giles, the Giles Cordelia moment where he's like, your your hair. And she's like, what? And, he, and she panics and like leaves. And he's like, oh, that yeah. worked. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. I just kind of like that moment too. So. Favorite moment of Lost? Uh, I think just the guys playing golf. It was such a moment of just pure joy, I think. Mm. And I, like golf is not a sport I am into and in the slightest, but I just think it was really fun to see them like having a good time. But yeah, I love that moment. And then, you know, but also the softy in me also loved the moment or the romantic maybe in me loves when Saeed shoots his fellow soldier than himself to save Nadia. Yeah, that was a pretty dramatic moment. Yeah. So my favorite moment of Lost is probably when uh, Saeed finds the rope or cable or whatever it is, mm-hmm. just because I like it. I like it whenever they like uncover a new mystery. Yeah, when you they, like, like find the hunt. something. Yeah, I like the stuff that like doesn't belong on the island. That's like, what's going on here? And then we get a Charlie moment as an audience member, like, guys, where are we? Where are we? Yeah, I like those moments. So yeah. that was that was cool. I like stuff like that. Cool. Which yeah. episode wins? I'm gonna give it to Buffy because it was just so crazy that it out crazied lost. And then for a while I was like, This is so nuts. Like what is this show? I I it actually reminded me a lot of like uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, the Nick at Night Night yeah. Show. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I loved Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yeah. It sort of had that vibe for it or is like you know spooky haunted dummy you know Mm -hmm. so i was like okay yeah this is really out there but i definitely see that it had that feeling and i think i liked it and i liked the silliness there's a lot of silliness in this episode definitely a lot of silliness in this episode yeah but i do like lost and i do like the russo stuff i think that's interesting i like saeed's backstory but um, it's not like super exciting backstory. It's not like a fun backstory. It's pretty, you know, pretty it's intense. pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's not the most like, I don't know, interesting episode. Although the Russo stuff is, it felt like a big reveal, but I'm going to, I'm still going to give it to the dummy. Um, it's funny because I initially 
wanted to go with Lost, but I kind of feel like you convinced me <laughs> to go with Buffy now. <laughs> Not that we need to be convincing each other either way. I think we can have different answers, but... I think we just had a more fun conversation, too, about the dummy. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and like, you know, yes, I, I think I felt compelled to choose Lost because there was a big reveal that, like, we should be excited about, but I yeah. think it was just done in a weird way that didn't make me as excited um i don't know yeah. and and yeah I also think I you just... get frustrated by the lack of answers that you get from the show exactly and this one provides a lot more questions than it does answers a yes. lot of the time and this is one of those episodes yeah and like my the thing that i wrote down was you know i i felt like i was uncomfortable kind of un slightly uncomfortable watching both episodes because dummies also creep me out and yeah and because of all the torture and lost both the torture right. of saeed and saeed torturing others mm -hmm. um but also no claire again in this episode yeah. right we didn't even see claire again what, what is she missing i don't know i don't like it i like claire claire where'd you go um hopefully she's not laboring somewhere well yeah I mean, I and she feel just like shows up in the next episode. Guys, I had my baby. The chats told me to go <laughs> in the I'd jungle like, and have my baby. <laughs> <laughs> what do it? Does this mean I got it right? <laughs> um. So yeah. So I I think I'm with you, and I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Buffy. I just feel like it was, even though like it's it's a weird episode. It's not my favorite. I'm like the idea of like the dummy being the demon hunter is so bizarre, that is but, so it, weird. but it's fun. It is like silly and weird and it's fun. So weird. And I think yeah. you talking about it, like, uh, are you afraid of the dark makes me like it even more. Makes me kind of get nostalgic <laughs> about it. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Buffy okay. wins. Nice. What do you think is going to happen next on Buffy? Predictions. Oh boy. Buffy predictions. What's going to happen in Buffy? God, I have no, I have no idea. I mean, you you still have a running list of, of predictions. I have a whole bunch of predictions. Can I just lean on those? Yeah, and you don't not have give to, any new ones. You don't have to predict anything. Because this new. this is such a one of those episodes that's just so such a departure from everything. Yeah, it's it's a monster of the week. It's not. Yeah. There was no mention of the master at all in any of this. Yeah, um, there's no mini me, no master, no Mrs. <laughs> Calendar. <laughs> I Giles mean, there was there was any girlfriends. There was obviously the introduction of Snyder. So I don't know if you want to make any predictions relating to him. Ooh, okay, yeah. Let, you don't I'll, have to, I'll, but just no. Saying. I'll hang my hat on one prediction. Okay. Of Mr. Snyder, Mr. Snyder is going to be a real thorn in their side for about four episodes, which will bring us to the season finale. Mm-hmm. And the master is going to kill Mr. Snyder, which will be sort of bittersweet. And he'll be like, oh, man, the master's back and he's killing people. But at least it's Mr. Snyder and he got his, you know. It'll set the episode off into a crazy direction. There you go. There's your prediction. Wow. That's a, that's a good one. You like one. that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so initially my prediction was that we were going to get Walt and Michael's backstories next one mm -hmm. or one or the other or both and i feel like i predicted that before too mm -hmm. but then i was thinking about my claire baby countdown right and my claire baby countdown says that she should have her baby in the next episode according to oh. my my countdown okay. so i don't feel like her baby is going to come before her backstory does 
So I feel oh. like even though she wasn't in this episode, maybe next episode is going to be Claire. It's going to be all Claire. I really Back love story. it. I'd yeah. love it for her. I'd love it to. So I think it's. I think I'm going to strike my Walt and Michael initial prediction. Okay. And I'm going to go Claire and I'm going to go. She's going to have the baby because I got to stick by that. I mean, I guess I could okay. abandon it, but I don't want to. All right. Um, Fair enough. Saeed is going to make it back to the beach or caves in the next episode or two. Um, mm-hmm. He'll tell Jack and Kate about Danielle. They'll debate whether or not to find her. And, you know, she might have lost her marbles, but she's still the best resource they have on learning more about the island and whatever it is that took the others and whatever is out there that she says is not a monster. So I don't think they can just like write her off. So I definitely think we're going to see her again, even if it's just Saeed finding her and like not not like a full group fact finding mission or something. Okay. What else have you been watching, listening to, reading? I have been, Dave and I have been watching The New Girl. Who's that girl? It's just, yeah. So I that was kind of a surprise to me that he wanted to watch it because it was one of those shows that I just sort of threw on. I've already seen it. Um, so yeah. I kind of threw it's it on as show. like background, you know, noise. Yeah. Um, but he kind of like walked in to me watching it a couple of times in the living room and, and would like laugh at it. And I was like, you want to try watching this? So he sort of jumped in and, and is really liking it. Yeah. Um, the actors in that show are hilarious. They All are. are really I good. love Winston and Schmidt. Yeah, they're great. Um, I was watching The Crown. Mm-hmm. Everybody's watching The Crown right now. Everybody's it's yeah, Crown Mania right now. Well, because there's new episodes out. Right. And then, like I said, we watched Home Alone and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm. Um, and You're then, watching more movies than I, I am at this point. I've like only seen like two movies this past week. Well, Home Alone and Harry Potter we watched over the weekend. And then I've been actually listening. Buffy has me really nostalgic for high school. So I've been listening to a lot of like the I music. I never get nostalgic for high school. Never. <laughs> I mean, basically just for media elements of high school. <laughs> just for the music Nothing and shows. Yeah, yeah. So like I've been listening to a lot of music I did back then, like Jimmy Eat World, New Found Glory, Paramore, and oh, Death boy. Cab for Cutie. Yeah. How about you? Me, I have been, well, We wa- I watched the Charlie Chaplin movie, The Great Dictator, mm-hmm. <laughs> and which you did not. Nope. Um, I also watched, we watched uh, the Wonder Woman movie, the first one in preparation for the new one that's coming out. Oh, yeah, which I haven't actually, seen that. Yeah, you should watch Wonder Woman. How, how do you call yourself a feminist and you haven't seen Wonder Woman? Come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm calling you out, feminist lady. uh, But I'm not into comic book stuff. Don't matter. I'm not into DC, Marvel, superheroes. Just not into it. Mostly because I had an ex-boyfriend who like made me go to all of them. And I was just sick of it. And I still have that bad taste in my mouth. But I do want to watch Wonder Woman. I definitely do. It's good. The first one's good. It's, It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, the action gets a little ridiculous near the end. Actually, I was kind of falling asleep during the action scenes, which is not Ooh. good. Pat yeah. Bohan falling asleep during action scenes. I know. The comedy was really keeping my attention in the beginning, and then the action was putting me to sleep. But mm. the action's kind of, you know, by the numbers. Boy, I'm talking this movie down and also yelling at you to watch it. Yeah. It's not a good, so, not a good mix. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm just going to walk away <laughs> so, feeling the same way I did before you talked about it. <laughs> so we watched that 
and we're we're still watching the Queen's Gambit because it takes us forever to finish a show. Mm-hmm. And I started a new book, which is going to be very exciting to you. It's called The um, Light on the Subject, and it's all about stage lighting, like for stage plays and such. Wow. That, yeah. How many pages is that? I don't know. I didn't count. <laughs> 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 it's a smaller book. A smaller book. I found it at a, a used bookstore a while ago. Oh, I just okay. picked it up the other day, and I was like, hey, I should start reading my books more because I got yeah. a lot. Plus, then that that way you can come to this and not feel like you don't read anymore. Right. I'm all yeah. Just you to say that I'm shameful. reading something. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a really exciting read. So is that gonna? Mm-hmm. You feel like that's gonna help you in your in your work at all? Or oh yeah, definitely yeah. Because lighting is a big part of what I do. So did that help lighting. you at all in this episode we watched about when oh, there was a stage? Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Maybe when I read more, I'm still at the very beginning. Yeah. It's very technical, which I love. Mm, yeah, that would put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I know. It puts most people to sleep. It's like, this Fresnel light is all about soft light that you can throw far. And I'm like, yes, tell me more. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know any of these words. <laughs> what color temperature is it? <laughs> Getting all excited. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you're reading. Thanks. Me too. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> It'll take me two years to finish that book, though. Don't worry. <laughs> Like it'll take us three years to finish these shows. Oh, don't remind me. Let's just plow forward. <laughs> okay, so I think that that covers everything. All right, take us out, Pat. Okay, so you can listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And, and Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. I have to add that to the list here. And don't forget to rate us five stars. Also, leave us a nice review. Uh, write up a little nice thing. Tell everybody how much you love me and, and Sammy. And how much <laughs> fun it is to listen to me struggle to pronounce things. Yeah, for us to hang out and talk about the right way how to pronounce eggs. Also, uh, don't forget to buy your floor apothecary stuff. And oh, thanks, Pat. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. And then uh, follow me at Bohan Film. Why not? If you want to learn about his lighting book. Yeah, if you want to see all of my lighting setups, which are and very your Blu-rays. fun. Exciting in my Blu-rays and my Mylars, home theater stuff. And yeah, you can hang out. follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickStreamPod. And send emails, but no spoilers, please, to KickStreamPod at gmail.com. And also um, be sure to check out our show notes for this and every episode at KickingStreaming.com. And remember, streaming is always better with Friends. Friends. That was nice. That was good, huh? I played along this episode. Yes. <laughs> I didn't fight you on it. Took nine episodes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. This is fun. Bye. See you next week. Bye.